ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम ज्ञानतिमीरांध से ज्ञानाजन शलाकया चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित येन भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददातिपदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोश्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरुन्वैष्णवांश साग्रजात सह गणरघुनाथन्वित तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादगणलिता श्री विशाखान्वता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाकाधाकांदनमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरे प्रिय वाछाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिताभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः नम ओं विष्णुपदा कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर दिस कमिंग ऑन फॉर द सेकंड एपिसोड ऑफ द ईशोपनिषद सीरीज एंड टुडेज टॉपिक इज मंत्र वन वी हैव गॉन थ्रू द इनवोकेशन मंत्र <clears throat> and today is the first verse of ishopanishad and yes yesterday we were i was trying to uh, remember that shloka about the 10 important upanishads um i managed to remember just after the session ended yesterday so it is isha kena katha prashna munda mandukya taittiri aitareyam cha chandogyam brahadaranyakam dasha so ishopanishad which is this kena upanishad katha upanishad prashna upanishad uh, mundaka upanishad mandukya upanishad taittiriya upanishad aitareya upanishad chandogya upanishad and brahadaranyaka upanishad so these are the 10 upanishads that are foremost of all of them and of all of them even ishopanishad is the foremost <clears throat> All right so today's verse we will chant the word word to word first so you please follow after me isha avasyam idam sarvam yat kincha 
जगत्याम जगत तेना त्यक्तेना भुंजीथा मा गृधा कस्या स्विद धनम अलराइट लाइन बाय लाइन ईशावास्यमिदम सर्वम यत्किंच जगत्याम जगत तेनत्यक्तेन भुंजीथा माग्रधा कस्यस्विधनम् ईशावास्यमिदम् सर्वम् यत्किंच जगत्याम जगत् तेनत्यक्तेन भुंजीथा माग्रधा कस्यस्विधनम् All right. So word to word meaning. Isha by the Lord. Avasyam controlled. Idam this. Sarvam all. Yatkincha whatever. Jagatyam within the universe. Jagat all that is animate or inanimate. Tena, by him. Tyaktena, set apart, quota. Bhunjithaha, you should accept. Ma, do not. Gridhaha, endeavor to gain. Kasyasvit, of anyone else. Dhanam, the wealth. So thank you all for coming on for the class. All of you have said Hare Krishna and everybody, thank you very much. People from different parts of the world, <laughs> thank you very much. So we will go to the translation. It's a very important verse. Srila Prabhupada quoted this many times. <clears throat> translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Everything animate or inanimate that is within the universe is controlled and owned by the Lord. One should therefore accept only those things necessary for himself which are set aside as his quota and one should not accept other things knowing well to whom they belong. So we will map the phrase by phrase. Ishavasam idam sarvam. So all, everything is controlled by the Lord in this universe, Jagat. <clears throat> so, actually, Isha Vasam Idam Sarvam Yatkincha Jagatyam Jagat. You see, all that together is everything animate or inanimate that is within the universe, Jagatyam, is controlled and owned by the Lord. Control is avasyam and owned also is, is um, control means you are the owner. You know? Only when you are owner you can actually completely control something. Just like we think we are the owner of the body but we really can't control our body. Um, we did not control in whose family we would take birth, who would be our mother and father, how, how intelligent or how beautiful or how 
pious or whatever we would be. I mean, we can of course choose our actions depending on the association. But then again, we did not choose our color, we did not choose our race. And also, even after having gotten this body, we don't really know how the digestive system works, how the heart pumps, we are not even controlling it. And if we can really control it, we should be able to escape death. That means if I don't want to die, I won't die. So, but we don't have any control. So, when we say control, avasyam, full control is only with the owner, complete owner of everything. So, he can make decisions. So, when the Lord says, okay, now get out of this body, we have to get out. So, we are only tenants in this body, not the owners of the body. <coughs> so, is controlled and owned by the Lord. So, this is avasyam, isha, isha means the Lord. Isha Avasyam together becomes Isha Avasyam. This is Sandhi, joining of the words. Idam Sarvam, all this. What is that? All this. All this that is within the universe. Whatever, Yatkincha. Whatever. Jagatyam, that means in the universe. Hmm? Jagat, this everything that is moving and non moving in the universe. Tena Tyaktena Bhunjitha. So, by him, so first of all, he is the owner. Now, he will um, decide who should get how much. Why is it not equally distributed? Because of our actions, our past activities. So, according to our karma, we get a certain quota. We are allotted a certain quota of, you know, uh, happiness, distress, wealth, everything, beauty, whatever. So, tena tyaktena bhunjitha, you should accept, Krishna, this Ishopanishad is saying, we should accept whatever is given as quota for us. Magridhaha, do not endeavor to gain kasyasvidhanam of anyone else, the wealth of anyone else. See, one should therefore accept only those things necessary for himself. This is bhunjitha. Bhunjita is this, which are set aside as his quota. That is, tena tyaktena. Tena tyaktena. And one should not accept other things. See, magridhaha, kasyasvidhanam, knowing well to whom they belong. So, um, a thief would only encroach upon other people's property. And if we are not thieves, we if a, a sane person does not encroach upon other people's property. But then, whose property is everything first of all? If a thief has stolen somebody's property and if I know that he has stolen, then I don't want to say, I, I don't want to, um, sorry, for example, what I want to say is, if I want to be nice to him and say, I will not steal his property, you know, it's his property. But actually, it was stolen and I know it is stolen. I mean, if we know. Then saying that, you know, it is his property, you know, I don't want to disturb his property. That is, that is not correct. That is in fact wrong because he has stolen it. And rightfully, I have to report it to the authorities and make it known that this is a, this is a thief 
and he has that money which was stolen it has to be returned to the actual owner so when we say knowing well to whom they belong if i think it belongs to the thief because it's his property i don't want to touch it he has earned it by his cheating or whatever so that is wrong knowing well to whom they belong we should know well that actually that is not his he has stolen it it belongs belongs to him so similarly here everybody claims that it is their property and a devotee is not interested in others property but then even they are thieves because they have taken from the from from krishna so actually they are also thieves therefore a devotee goes and asks for donations asks for contributions you know sells books somehow or other get their lakshmi and use it back in the service of narayan to whom it actually belongs to whom lakshmi actually belongs and to whom the money actually belongs so this is a one step ahead of the understanding of just normal worldly morality worldly morality says okay that is his property i don't touch him so but we have to understand even deeper one step further where did he get that property from is that his you know honestly earned property or is it stolen so whatever is given by krishna that we have to accept and sometimes hmm we will go to this verse we will go to the purport but just to clarify this whole thing so there is this verse many times it is stated in the same in the same tone it is said kamasya nendriya priti labho jiveta yavata this is canto 1 chapter 2 text 10 of shrimad bhagavatam kamasya nendriya priti labho jiveta yavata jivasya tatva jignasa narto yascheha karma bhihi life's desires should never be directed towards sense gratification one should desire only a healthy life or self preservation since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth nothing else should be the goal of one's works so only self preservation that's it not more than that <clears throat> anything more than that becomes sense gratification so now in today's verse it is said that whatever is set aside as quota for you that you have to accept so what if one is born in a very opulent family a very rich family then should we think that um, oh krishna has given me millions of dollars to enjoy so i will i will enjoy i will not encroach upon other people's property but i will enjoy those millions because krishna has given me <clears throat> actually the wealth that is more than what is already there for self preservation that is a blessing to be used in krishna conscious service krishna's service so if it is not used in that way then we will use it in sense gratification and that sense gratification is our problem you should use means it does not mean misuse <laughs> misuse um, that is for sense gratification that will become misuse so we have to understand that whatever wealth we have even if we in, if we had inherited everything we should know that it actually belongs to the lord he has given me now i have to serve the lord with this money and i have to support the krishna consciousness movement in this way i have to think it is not that oh god has given me you know and i will enjoy no that separate enjoyment from the lord is actually the cause of our ruination if we want to go down and suffer and then that's what we have to do
enjoy those um, fruits of past piety just indiscriminately and then what will happen is future sinful life <clears throat> so that we have to understand so going back to the verse now Vedic knowledge is infallible purport Vedic knowledge, knowledge is infallible because it comes down through the perfect disciplic succession of spiritual masters beginning with the Lord himself it is perfect because it comes through this channel it is infallible it is not fallible it is not based on imperfect perception since he spoke the first word of Vedic knowledge the source of this knowledge is transcendental um, what is that? Uh, 1515 This chapter 15, text 15. I am seated in everyone's heart and from me come remembrance, knowledge and forgetfulness. By all the Vedas I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta and I am the knower of the Vedas. So, because he is the compiler of Vedanta and he is Sri Bhagavan Uvacha here, Sri Bhagavan, so that is not an ordinary person, ordinary man. Therefore, the Vedas are called Apaurusheya. I think that's mentioned in the purport. Yeah, you see. He spoke the first word of Vedic knowledge. The source of this knowledge is... Sorry. Since he spoke the first word of Vedic knowledge, the source of this knowledge is transcendental. The words spoken by the Lord are called Apaurusheya, which indicates that they are not delivered by any mundane person. A living being who lives in the mundane world has four defects. He is certain to commit mistakes, one, and two, he is subject to illusion, three, he has a propensity to cheat others, and four, his senses are imperfect. No one with these four imperfections can deliver perfect knowledge. So, just a little brush up where this verse is coming from, this, this, four defects. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila, second chapter, no, first we will go to seventh chapter, 107th verse. So, try to remember these references, because this is a common argument which always um, happens while preaching. <clears throat> they always say, when we, when we meet people, they say, oh, Vedas are man-made books. So, we should know. No, they are not man-made. So, prove it. Okay, one is 1515. Krishna is saying, I have compiled Vedanta. Then, they are called Apaurusheya. Then, what is great about um, Krishna speaking? And what is, what is so great about pure devotee speaking? So, that's here. They don't have these defects. So, we should know exactly where it comes from. Where, in which part of, the, of our scriptures this whole evidence comes from. So, this is where we have to get used to this way of thinking. Where, what, chapter, verse number, and exact verse, the words, everything. Brahma Pramad Vipralipsa Karana Patav Ishwarer Vakya Nahi Dosha Eshab. The material defects of mistakes, illusions, cheating, and sensory inefficiency do not exist in the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hmm? 
so what are they mistakes illusions cheating and sensory inefficiency so we can we have the tendency to commit mistakes so we cannot come up with a perfect philosophy even though we may be the biggest scientist we still can't illusions that means um we take one thing for another like we take our body to be ourselves that is an illusion that is an illusion so in this way we, we can be illusion in so many ways and then cheating as they say if you can't make it then fake it so like the moon landing they couldn't make it they faked it so these are the thing these are cheating propensities uh, they are not they are not honesty so this is there this is tendency is very strong in the conditioned souls they want to show that they are you know knowledgeable even though they are not and sensory inefficiency sensory inefficiency so the, our senses are imperfect we we have we perceive things wrongly like the sun appears like a small spot in the sky every day we are seeing the sun in the sky but we know it is very very millions of many millions of times bigger than the earth how do we know not by our eyes but because we have learned in science and textbooks somewhere in the in the school so that is how we know otherwise our eyes are telling us a wrong story every day we are seeing not once there was an experience that this is actually very big this sun no it doesn't look like it hmm. so these are sensory inefficiencies as and as prabhupada said we can only see and not just seeing all our senses we can for example eyes we we can only see within a certain range infrared we cannot see ultraviolet we cannot see if there is no light we can't see too too near we cannot see like our own eyelids we cannot see too far we cannot see too big we cannot see like the universe is so big the sky is so vast we don't know where is the end and then too small we cannot see so our seeing and our hearing even our hearing there is you know certain frequency 20 to 20000 hertz is what we can hear or yeah so beyond that we can't hear but the dogs can they have this whistle whistle for calling the dog so this whistle doesn't make any sound because it actually does but we can't hear it because it's more than 20000 hertz but the dog can hear it so these things so we have these sensory inefficiencies so with all these cheating and uh, sensory i mean all these defects we can't come up with perfect knowledge because we are imperfect but ishwarer vakye ishwarer vakye means of the lord in the speeches of the lord or in the words of the lord there is no such mistake he doesn't have these defects and not only he does not not only he is the one who does not have no mistakes but as evidenced or as evinced in this adilila second chapter 86th verse bhram pramad vipralipsa karana patav arsha vigya vakya nahi doshaye sab so almost the same verse but only one word changed ishwarer became arshavigya so what is that arshavigya arsh means the authoritative sages and then vigya vakye in the wise speeches of the sages authoritative sages mahajano yena gatah sapantha we will we will see where the mahajans come from 
Now, their words also have no mistakes. See, mistakes, illusions, cheating and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sages. See, so it doesn't happen in the words of the Lord and in the authoritative sages. Therefore, it is said, Tarko Pratishtaha. So, all these, try to remember all these verses, try to note them down in a book or somewhere. Because this is a flow of argument, you know, like the why the Lord's uh, or his pure devotees' words have no mistakes or no defects. Why we should care to hear from the Lord and his pure devotees coming in the authorized sampradaya. Why we should care? Why is this perfect compared to um, a scientist? We need to know. Of course, many devotees know for a fact that yes, um, the Lord does not make a mistake and then the pure devotee does not make a mistake. But then how to prove it? So these Shastra quotes is what we need to remember. Tarko um, Pratishtaha What is that? Doesn't come up. Shrutaya That's strange. Shrutaya mm. Only to them. Oh, that's, that's weird. Okay, we will search in the other app. It, this should be here because I want to show you that verse because it's important. Tarko pratishtha shrutayo vibhinna nasavrishiryasya matam nabhinnam dharmam dharmasya tattvam nehitam guhayam mahajano yenagatahasa pantha. So this is from the Mahabharata actually. Tarko, it is there in the Chaitanya Charitamata, I'm sure. Pratishtha. Here also it is searching. No, this is all in the lectures. This is weird. Shrutaya Vibhinna. Ah, it's not there even. That's very strange. Hmm, there it is. Tarko Pratishtha. CC Madhya. I don't know. Thank you for the comment. I don't know why it doesn't even show up. That's very weird. Okay. Anyway, Madhya 17.86, So, you see that? This is what I wanted to show. Tarko pratishtha shrutaya vibhinna Because I was, was searching for shrutaya Shrutayo, but Tarko Pratishtha I searched, but anyway, Tarko Pratishtha Shrutayo Vibhinna Nasa Vrishiryasya Matam Nabhinnam Dharmasya Tattvam Nihitam Guhayam Mahajano Yenagataha Sapantha Mahajano, remember that word. Okay, the translation Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, dry arguments are inconclusive. A great personality whose opinion does not differ from others is not considered a great sage. So a Muni or a Rishi, he is actually not considered a Muni in the strict sense of the term. 
if his philosophy does not differ from others so if he has his own philosophy then he is called a muni in his in that right so unless he has a different philosophy he is usually not called a muni in the speculative circles <coughs> gyana gyana circles of course there is narad muni who is a devotee and similarly we have maitreya muni we have shaunaka muni we have so many munis but <coughs> especially the word muni among the gyanis means a person who has to have a different philosophy a unique philosophy a unique take on things so that's why it is said a great personality whose opinion does not differ from others is not considered a great sage nasavrishir yasya matam na bhinnam he is not a rishi whose opinion does not differ from others then um simply by studying the vedas one can which are variegated one cannot come to the right path by which religious principles are understood because in the vedas there is karma kanda there is gyana kanda there is upasana kanda there is so many you know branches of vedic knowledge <clears throat> and even ayurveda so many things so actually what is the aim just by reading them we can't really understand even even if we read the vedas so this is an important point even if we read shastra we will not understand the lord although vedaischa sarvair ahameva vedyo krishna says that um the vedas are meant i mean i am to be known by the vedas okay let's just let me know if you are feeling a little bit for uh, uh, what do you say lag in the video just let me, because i feel something like that let me let me know in the comments so okay um just by reading the vedas we can't understand so then what is the real path simply by studying the vedas which are variegated one cannot come to the right path by which religious principles are understood the solid truth of religious principles is hidden in the heart of an unadulterated self realized um person consequently as the shastras confirm one should accept whatever progressive path the mahajans advocate so you see the solid truth of religious principles is hidden yeah you see there is a little lag yeah, i can feel it i can feel it uh let me see if i have anything weird opened but no there's nothing open yeah sometimes we just can't do much about it we'll just go with it <clears throat> so the solid truth of religious principles is hidden in the heart of an unadulterated self realized person that means it can only be understood through him consequently as the shastras confirm one should accept whatever progressive path the mahajans advocate the mahajans means who are the mahajans again um shrimad bhagavatam canto 6 chapter 3 text 20 स्वयंभूर्नारदशंभु कुमार कपिल मनो कपिलो मनु प्रहलादो जनको भीष्मो भलिर्वैयासकिर्वयम् द्वादशैते विजानीमो धर्मं भागवतं भटाह गुह्यं विशुद्धं दुर्बोधं यम ज्ञात्वामृतमश्नुते दिस इज 20 एंड 21 सी लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा दिस इज हु इज स्पीकिंग दिस um yamaraj lord brahma bhagavan narada 
Lord Shiva, the four Kumaras, Lord Kapila, the, the son of Devahuti, Swayambhuvamanu, Prahlad Maharaj, Janaka Maharaj, Grandfather Bhishma, Bali Maharaj, Sukadeva Goswami and I myself know the real religious principle. So these are the Mahajans from whom we need to know what are the religious principles of the Shastras. So even although we need to understand through Shastra, but we cannot understand Shastra unless we go to the Mahajan. We cannot understand the Shastra without the help of the Mahajan. We will come back to this in a point because it's very important. We have covered this in the Ritvik series. So we will come back to that. So my dear servants, this transcendental religious principle which is known as Bhagavad Dharma or surrender unto the Supreme Lord and love for Him is uncontaminated by the modes of material nature. It is very confidential and difficult for ordinary human beings to understand. But if by chance one fortunately understands it, he is immediately liberated and thus he returns home back to Godhead. So under the Naisham Matistavad Urukraman Ghrim Sprishati Anurthapagamoya Dartha Mahiyasam Padarajobhishekam Nishkinchananan Navranita Yavat. So unless one has the mercy of a pure devotee, he cannot um, get understanding of Shastra. So this in, the, in reference to the Ritviks, Ritvik system that Prabhupada has set up, um, this translates into especially that argument where they give that we need to understand Prabhupada in the context of Shastra. But sorry, you can't understand Shastra without Prabhupada. You can't go the other way around. Hmm. So we have to understand Shastra through Prabhupada. We have to understand the previous Acharyas through Prabhupada. It is not that we have to understand Prabhupada in the context of the Parampara, in the context of Shastra. That's what Bhaktivika Swami has said. Um, so this is not correct. We cannot understand the Parampara without Prabhupada. We cannot understand Shastra without Prabhupada. <coughs> that uh, verse is there. Um, 113. Srimad Bhagavatam Nigamakalpataror Galitam Palamidam Nigamakalpataror Galitam Palam Sukamukadam Rita Drava Samyutam Pibata Bhagavatam Rasamalayam Mohurahorasika Bhuvi Bhavuka. So Nigamakalpataror Galitam Palam Sukamukadam Rita Drava Samyutam. You see this? O expert and thoughtful men, relish Srimad Bhagavatam, the mature fruit of the desire tree of Vedic literatures. It emanated from the lips of Sri Sukadeva Goswami. Therefore, this fruit has become even more tasteful. Although its nectar and juice was already relishable for all, including liberated souls. So, when it comes from a pure devotee, even the Shastra becomes even more relishable, even more clear when it comes from the mouth of a pure devotee. Because the same Shastras, everybody is reading. The Mayavadis are reading the same Shastra. The, the, the Karmis, the Gyanis, everybody is reading the same Shastras. The Bhagavad Gita text is the same. Why there are so many interpretations? Because a devotee's interpretations, devotee's understanding is perfect. Because they accept just like Arjuna accepted. Chapter 10, text 14 of Bhagavad Gita. So, Whatever you say, Krishna, I accept as truth. Sarvam etad ritam manye yanmam vadasikeshava. So that is the way we have, we have to accept Krishna's teachings, whatever he said. So that we cannot understand unless we hear from 
parampara system unless we hear from the guru shila prabhupada therefore this taste this fruit has become even more tasteful so similarly we have shown that there is another nice sutra in the narada bhakti sutra 69th sutra तीर्थी कुर्वन्ति तीर्थानि सुकर्मी कुर्वन्ति कर्माणि सच्छास्त्री कुर्वन्ति शास्त्राणि दिस इज द क्वालिटी ऑफ अ प्योर डिवोटी देयर एसोसिएशन मेक्स होली प्लेसेस होली तीर्थी कुर्वन्ति तीर्थानि वर्क्स ऑस्पिशियस देयर एसोसिएशन विल मेक ऑल आवर वर्क ऑस्पिशियस एंड देयर एसोसिएशन विल मेक द स्क्रिप्चर्स अथॉरिटेटिव so already the scripture is authoritative he when it is comes out when it comes out from the mahajan oh it becomes even more important hmm. that's why there is a, i think we have also read that in one of the classes in one of the purports it is mentioned maybe if you know you can take it out in the comments um that a mantra when it is chanted by the pure devotee it becomes even more powerful the maha mantra is already powerful but when it is chanted by pure devotee it becomes even more powerful you know so that is a special effect of uh, association of pure devotees so therefore that is the only way we can understand that's why krishna says evam parampara praptam evam rajarshayo viduhu sakalini hamata yogo nashta parantapa tad vidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshanti te gyanam gyanina tatva darshinah he is krishna himself is asking us to go to the guru and learn and guru who is coming from evam parampara praptam so that's why when we hear from parampara this whole channel is perfect so these are all the verses that are related to this topic this this explanation of why it is perfect all right so we will go back so a living being has all these four defects no one within uh, sorry no one with these four imperfections can deliver perfect knowledge the vedas are not produced by such imperfect creature <laughs> creature vedic knowledge was originally imparted by the lord unto the heart of brahma the first living being and brahma in his turn disseminated this knowledge to his sons and disciples who have handed it down through history since the lord is purnam all perfect there is no possibility of his being subjected to the laws of material nature which he controls so he controls the laws of material nature this is explained in the ninth chapter of bhagavad gita prabhupad quoted this many times all right there it is in the per- 42432 purport all right we'll get to that so this material nature which is one of my energies is working under my direction krishna is saying maya dhyakshena means under my direction so, uh, pra, uh, prakriti suyate sacharacharam hmm. suyate means manifests and hetunanena kaunteya jagat viparivartate this material energy which is one of my energies is working under my direction o son of kunti producing all moving and non moving moving beings under its rule this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again so under the the material energy's rule it is annihilated again and again srishti sthiti pralaya but that material energy is working under his direction 
So you see, Parasa Shaktir Vividhaiva Shruyate, we have learned that. So, he is not, not under the control of Maya. He is always the controller of Maya. So, going back to this verse 424.32 that is mentioned in the comments here. Srimad Bhagavatam, thank you for that uh, reference. Radhika Sakhi Mataji. Okay, here we go. 424.32. When a mantra is chanted by a great devotee, the mantra becomes more powerful. Although the Hare Krishna, although the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is powerful in itself, a disciple upon initiation receives the mantra from his spiritual master. For when the mantra is cha- chanted by the spiritual master, it becomes more powerful. So this is Shastri Kurvanti Shastrani. So all this, this is very important. So when it comes from devotee, it becomes even more powerful. Hmm. Now, however, both the living entities, however, both the living entities and inanimate objects are controlled by the laws of nature and ultimately by the Lord's potency. Both are controlled. That's why we are called Prakriti. We are called energies of Krishna. He is the energetic and we are his energies. Hmm. The living entities and inanimate objects are controlled by the laws of nature and ultimately by the Lord's potency. This Ishopanishad is part of the Yajurveda and consequently it contains information concerning the proprietorship of all things existing within the universe. So these are all documents, just like we have a property deed, you know, like there's a property document, there's everything, ownership documents, you know. So similarly, these Vedas, especially this Yajurveda, has information like this verse, for example. These are all documents, uh, documents that are declaring whose wealth everything is. Ishavasamidam sarvam. Everything is the property of the Lord. That's it. Finish. <laughs> property document, finish. So, he will give as quota. No. So, this is spiritual communism as Srila Prabhupada said. Like in communism, the state owns everything. That is an imperfect system. Here, the Lord owns everything. That is the actual fact. <clears throat> the Lord's proprietorship over everything within the universe is confirmed. In the 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, hmm verses 4 and 5 where para and apara prakriti are discussed the elements of nature earth water fire air ether mind intelligence and ego all belong to the lord's inferior material energy apara prakriti whereas the living being the organic energy is his superior energy para prakriti both of these prakritis or energies are emanations from the lord and ultimately he is the controller of everything that exists there is nothing in the universe that does not belong to either the para or the apara prakriti. Therefore, everything is the property of the supreme being. So, we need to know these verses 7, 4 and 5.
boom and these, these verses should be in memory so many times shri prabhupada has quoted these verses bhumi rapo nalo vayu khammano buddhirevacha ahankaram iteyamme bhinna prakriti rashtadha earth water fire air ether mind intelligence and false ego all together these eight comprise or constitute my separated material energies so these are his energies bhinna me prakritir that means my energies but bhinna separated because he has nothing to do with this material world hmm then so these are his material energies then next 75 apareyam itastvanyam prakritir vidhime param jeevabhutam mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagat see that <clears throat> besides these oh mighty anarjuna there is another superior energy of mine again it is his vidhime me means my so both are his energies we are also his energies the material nature is also his energy so energy means suppose my energy for example i lifted this this bottle so my energy is to be used for my purpose right so similarly krishna's energy has to be used for krishna's purpose so that we have to understand so because we are his energy we have to be engaged in krishna's service because we are meant to serve him we are his energy we are trying to be separate that's our problem okay going back or did we read the whole thing okay besides these oh mighty arm arjuna there is another superior energy of mind which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of the resources of this material inferior nature uh, who and actually in the original version it is said uh, who sustain the universe so the whole universe everything is moving for example in this earth so much movement now of course the movement stopped because of all this coronavirus so the movement is happening so much movement is happening but with, behind every single movement there is a living person when something moves we should know for certain that there is a living person there who has started it all so there is the touch of a person only then something will move in that way the entire universe is going on you know moving by the touch of persons and ultimately the supreme person of whom we are all parts and parcels <coughs> so there is nothing in the universe that does not ex- that does not belong to either the para or the apara prakriti now if you if you study the universe everything is made of either this material energy which is earth water fire earth water fire air ether mind intelligence and false ego or it is the soul besides these can you find anything else in this world there is nothing no 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 i find buildings no buildings are just combinations again so brick what is a brick it is earth and water mixed and heated in a kin you know in heat it is heated or sometimes sun dried um then so earth water and fire put together then becomes a brick and those are the foundation i mean building blocks of the whole building so in this way if you see even glass glass is coming from sand so that's again earth if you analyze everything and break it down to its ingredients there without exception these eight ingredients because 
Um, a brick is not just a product of earth, water and fire. It is also the product of intelligence. Because without that intelligence, who will, who will do that? You know, somebody has to do that, right? So, his effort, his intelligence. So, it, it, is, a, it is a mixture of earth, water, fire and also the intelligence of, you know, man. So, in that way, it is created. So, it is always these, these ingredients that are involved in any creation. Or you may say, no, I have an iPhone. Where is this coming from? But again, if you, if you again split apart the whole iPhone, there is all this metal, there are, you know, and of course, first the intelligence of, of the, or rather, mul multiple intelligences of, you know, various thousands of engineers and scientists, which has come together and this whole, you know, radio network, I mean, this wireless network, all that is also, again, come ether, in ether it is, it is moving, these signals, all the satellite, whatever you say, is built with the earth and built with, everything has these ingredients, the metal, the, the circuit board and even plastic, for example, the chemicals that are used for plastic is again taken from nature only and then manipulated. So, it is manipulation of the same ingredients. So, these are the basic uh, ingredients that are mentioned, this Aparaprakriti and the Paraprakriti, the living entities. So, everything that is within the universe is a combination of these two. Other than this, there is nothing here in this material world. Hmm. And not only in the material world, in the, in, in the entire existence, even in the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, there is no material energy, but there is only spiritual energy. Everything is spiritual there. Hmm. <clears throat> Virendra Prabhu is asking, material energy is Durga, internal or spiritual energy is Radharani. Living entity is whose energy? No, it is Krishna's energy only. Tatastha hmm. Shakti. But um, is there any representation? I don't know. <clears throat> but we are all under Krishna anyway. We can be either under the influence of Durga or under the influence of Yogamaya or Radharani. Alright, so because the Supreme Being, where are we? Yeah, because the Supreme Being, the Absolute Personality of Godhead is the complete person, he has complete and perfect intelligence to adjust everything by means of his different potencies. Again, when we read all these things, try to understand. Like, he has complete and perfect intelligence to adjust everything by means of his different potencies. Now, if you see how, what is his adjust, what, what? Intelligence to adjust everything, what adjust? So, now if you see, every single planet is full of a different atmosphere. You know, that is stated in the Brahma Samhita. What is that? Um, Yasya Prabha Prabhavato Jagadanda Koti, 5th chapter, 40th verse. Koti Shvasesha Vasudhadi Vibhuti Bhinnam. Koti Shvasesha Vasudhadi Vibhuti Bhinnam. Tad Brahmanishkalam Anantam Ashesha Bhutam Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bhajami. I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, whose effulgence is the source of the non-differentiated Brahman mentioned in the Upanishads, being differentiated from the infinity of glories of the mundane universe, appears as the indivisible, infinite, limitless truth. So now, this is Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's translation. <laughs> 
you need to be a phd in english <coughs> to understand these translations <coughs> and uh, actually he learned the english that he used in this book he learned all this english in 6 months can you imagine that in 6 months he learned all this english and and even americans and british people they can't understand what he's talking about you know so anyway prabhupad always vibhuti bhinnam see kotish vashesha vasudhadi vibhuti bhinnam so prabhupad always translated this as kotishu ashesha vasudhadi so kotish means millions ashesha vasudha millions and billions ashesha means innumerable hmm? innumerable millions of vasudha means planet adi vibhuti bhinnam each has its own atmosphere different atmosphere and its own different specialities so the scientists are trying to see life on other planets but their whole thing is wrong they are they are they are they say mars has no life moon has no life sun has no life they are foolish because they want to see life as they know it on earth that is their problem they think life means it has to be like the way it is here you see but in every single planet there is a different atmosphere different like on the sun krishna said i spoke this signs on the sun planet how did he speak who can exist on the sun i mean everybody would would burn to death uh, even if we go slightly closer to the sun than we are now so that is because our body is suitable for this atmosphere on this earth but there are bodies suitable for the sun atmosphere hmm they just have bodies made of fire uh, that's just the, that's just the way it is so every single planet there are bodies suitable to live there hmm so kotish was so all these things how krishna is adjusting okay that is one thing and if you see every single the intricacy of detail even the small leaves and plants and grass which are like insignificant right insignificant uh, living entities they're not very important species but even there there is so much art if you see the design on the leaves on the flowers the, the fragrance that comes out or the way the tree manifests or for example banyan tree you know from a small seed such huge tree comes out all these things i mean if if you break open the seed you will find nothing special but the secret is in the seed like if you put a seed in the ground and then eventually like the coconut for example if you the coconut tree when it comes up it has those water bottles natural water bottles which has this coconut water and how did the water even go there in the first place and how did that taste come in the water so tasteful from where did the taste come it was taken from the same ground but this from the same ground if you put another seed another whole range of chemicals will come out like the citrus the the orange or the lemon completely different taste completely different you know where it is coming from same earth same air same water same sun how all these things are coming out you know and there are so many species of life and even human beings so many species of human beings even and then somebody is born in a particular family what karma he has done to be born in that family whether good or bad or whatever it is he adjusts if somebody does some activity where he has to go that arrangement is there some family somewhere some some species somewhere it is there arrangement even it is said 
the plants which are on the roadside they are not as pious as those plants in the forest where it is in the natural habitat compared to the man made habitat where there is vehicles passing through and the tree cannot be cannot sleep properly in the night it is not so comfortable for the tree in the night with so many so much movement around so as the proper said the, the trees in the forest they are a little more pious than the trees on the on the, on the road and all the pollution and all that so how how is it that you know all these adjustments are made and somebody suppose wants to be wants to sorry somebody kills somebody and he had to be he has to be killed somehow or other either in this life or in the next life and when the time comes for him to be killed there is another killer that becomes ready to kill him but in arranging that killer the lord is not implicated because that killer was arranged because he wanted to kill so his desire and his karma and he matches them up and then one person murders another i mean all these things how to adjust the karma of you know innumerable living entities but he does it effortlessly so this is the way krishna is moving this entire so he has complete and perfect intelligence to adjust everything by means of his different potencies so he can adjust everything the supreme being is often compared to a fire and everything organic and inorganic is compared to the heat and light of the fire what is the verse just as fire distributes energy in the form of heat and light the lord displays his energy in different ways he thus remains the ultimate controller sustainer and dictator of everything he is the possessor of all potencies the knower of everything and the benefactor of everyone he is full of inconceivable opulence power fame beauty knowledge and renunciation how many verses are there in this this paragraph it just appears as one paragraph right actually there there are translations of various verses so the supreme being is often compared to a fire so this part there is a verse ek desh sthit asya agner ek desh sthit asya agner doesn't come out <sighs> let's see ekadesha yeah i think this one yeah madhyalila chapter 20 verse 110 ekadesha sthitasya agner jyotsna jyotsna vistarini yatha parasya brahmana shaktis tathedam makhilam jagat this is from the vishnu puran first canto 22nd chapter 53rd verse just as the illumination of a fire which is situated in one place is spread all over the energies of the supreme personality of godhead parabrahman are spread all over this universe so ekadesha sthitasya agne so agni means the fire is situated in one place jyotsna vistarini yatha the heat and light goes here and there yeah so many uh, places so jyotsna means there is the fire has heat it has light it has smoke so many things so all these heat light and smoke have no independent existence from the fire but fire is not heat fire is not light fire is not smoke 
but fire produces these things. Fire is a that form, you know. So, but it has these energies of heat, light and smoke. So, similarly, the Lord has multifarious energies. He thus remains the ultimate controller, sustainer and dictator of everything. Ishwara, Parama, Krishna, Sachidananda, Vigraha, Govinda. So many verses are there actually. Bhoktaram Yagyatapasam. Actually, that is later on. He is the possessor of all potencies, the knower of everything and the benefactor of everyone. This is possessor. Bhoktaram Yagyatapasam. Sarvaloga Maheshwaram. Suhardam Sarvabhutanam. He is full of inconceivable opulence, power, fame, beauty, knowledge and renunciation. Uh, this is um, that verse from, from Parasharmani in Vishnu Puran. What is that? Aishwaryasa samagrasa viryasa yashasa shriyaha jnana vairagya yoschaiva shannam bhaga itingana. So this is six opulences of the Lord. So all these verses are quoted in the purport here. <coughs> so the, supre- the supremacy of the Lord is established in thus far in the purport. One should therefore be intelligent enough to know that except for the Lord, no one is a proprietor of anything. One should accept only those things that are set aside by the Lord as his quota. The cow, for instance, gives milk, but she does not drink that milk. She eats grass and straw and her milk is designated as food for human beings. So, the vegans, the vegans are, you know, always against this. They say, we are the only species who drink the milk of another species. So, they say like this. But cow, by nature, she will give more milk than is necessary for her calf. Uh, And that milk is for human beings. Especially if it is taken care of with love and affection. She produces so much milk that, you know, the milk starts dripping from the udder. So, this is is actually seen, you know. I have even seen a video a few months ago. Somebody shared with me. So, they were playing just the flute. And the cow was just dripping milk from the udder, just for music. So when it is taken care of nicely with love and affection, um, in fact, so much, uh, so many descriptions are there in the Bhagavatam, where the cows were moistening the pasture grounds with milk because it was just dripping out of the affection. So that is how uh, a cow will always produce more milk than is necessary from the, for the calf. Uh, so that milk is for the human beings. And Krishna showed it personally. Whatever the vegans may say, whether it's different species milk or whatever you say, whatever Krishna, that's why we are not, we are not a product, I mean, our philosophy of, we are not vegetarians or vegans or no, these are all mundane ideas. We are only eating Krishna Prasadam. So, whatever can be offered to Krishna, whether it be animal also, animal product, like dairy product, it can be offered. Like, um, Peacock feather can be offered to him. So, like this and corn shell. So, there are things which can be offered to Krishna, even if it is from the animal, uh, we will offer because Krishna said that he is satisfied with that. Hmm. So, according to the Shastra, we perform. So, ours is not exactly vegetarianism or veganism. We don't subscribe to these philosophies. These are imperfect philosophies. And Krishna, therefore, personally, when he, even when he was born, although he was born of a Kshatriya parents, he went and um, stayed with the Vaishya community. <clears throat> to show the importance of cow, cow protection. It's a very important uh, thing, he lesson he taught us um, how to tend to cows. First thing in the in his life, when he came here, before even, you know, before even 
becoming as a king and all that. He first took care of the cows. Gopala, Govinda. So that is what we need to understand, how important cow protection is. In fact, the spiritual world, the, the highest planet of the spiritual world is called Goloka. Go means cow. Planet of the cows. Like that movie, there is a planet of the apes. This is planet of the cows. Krishna's planet is planet of the cows. That much he loves cows. So when Krishna says something, yeah, even if it be other species, doesn't matter. Krishna said it, that's, that's right. Like Prabhupada said, there was one Swami who was saying that we are strict vegetarians. You know? Even if Krishna asks us to eat meat, we will not eat meat. And Prabhupada said, that is nonsense. Because we have to do what Krishna asks us to do. Not that we, have to, we are trying to be here moralist uh, apart from Krishna's instruction. That's what Yudhishthir Maharaj tried. When Krishna asked him to lie, he wanted to be an honest man. No, 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 I, I don't want to lie. So then of course Krishna covered it up. You know, he said, you, you say Ashwatthama is dead but not your son, the elephant. So when he was saying the elephant, not your son and then the conscience were blown. I hope, you, I, I hope you know the story. So, th- this is, um, for that he had to see hell before he went back to Godhead. He saw hell for one hour. And Prabhupada explained this because of this, he refused to lie when Krishna asked him to lie. So, our moral principle is to follow Krishna. Sarvadharman parityajya mamekam sharanam vraja. Of course, Krishna doesn't ask us to lie. He said so many times, we have to be honest. But when Krishna asks us to lie especially, just like for example, killing is bad. You kill, you get punished. But when the government asks, okay, now soldier, you have to kill. Now when the soldier goes and kills on the battlefield, he is rewarded. Now, so, you know, that, that killing itself is not good or bad. Whether the sanction of the government is there or not, then it becomes good or bad. Like spy, espionage. So when somebody is a spy, to go and infiltrate into other people's, you know, camps or whatever, doing all this spy work. It is, it is very dangerous work and it is, it is usually illegal, data, privacy, whatever. But when a spy does it on, for, the, for the country, oh, the country will, you know, um, what, glorify him. Uh, <clears throat> he's paid a very, very big salary for, for cheating work. <laughs> so, so, in which way we use it? Like a gun is good or bad? Yes, if it is in the hands of a terrorist, it is bad. If it is in the hands of the policeman, it is good. So, gun itself is not good or bad. So, similarly, truthfulness is good. Yes, generally we have to be truthful. But when Krishna asks us to lie, we have to lie. Sarvameta dhritamanya, sarvadharman paritijya. All our dharma, all our this morality, dharma, everything just throw away, surrender unto me. Hmm. But of course, it is, Krishna says, that is for, you know, he showed with Yudhishthir Maharaj. But we generally have to be honest. So, that is there. General rule is there for everybody. Arjavam, Arjavam, that is Brahmanical quality. But what we are saying is, the so-called morality of the mundane person is not the same as the morality of Krishna, in the eyes of Krishna. When Arjuna wanted to be the perfect moral moralist, no, 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 I don't want to fight this war. Let, let them have the kingdom, you know, it doesn't matter. I will go to, I will retire to the forest and I will, I will pass my days like that. No, you have to fight now. And that too Krishna did not need Arjuna to fight. But still, he asked Arjuna to fight. Why? Because 
that is the dharma we has to surrender he is teaching arjuna and through arjuna he is teaching us how to surrender to krishna we we always want to be in our own comfort zone you see we want to be always in our own comfort zone but krishna wants to push us that much more that much more outside of our comfort zone and surrender unto him surrender means we have to get out of our comfort zone we cannot surrender in our on our own terms surrender means on krishna's terms not on our terms no i will do this i will do that i don't mind be your being your devotee but i will do this way krishna said arjuna said i, I will meditate on you on the, in the forest no 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 what is that ma manusmara yudhacha you meditate on me as you are fighting as in you know when you are fighting full force you know throwing arrows at 60 60 arrows a second uh, that time you meditate upon me how to meditate when you are have to be so alert uh, with love it is possible with love anything is possible it's like uh, when a person loves somebody or he will think of that person whatever he is doing he is always thinking of that person so this is possible with love it's not possible with logic it's not possible with all this possible with love so therefore maya saktamana partham krishna is saying get attached to me get attracted attached to me in affection so this is what we have to do ayappa is saying nowadays iskon temples are doing vegan abhishek to deities are you sure because i don't think so because they will definitely use milk so um <clears throat> so milk is like this so veganism and all these ideologies are we don't subscribe to this we don't subscribe this is some nonsense they are trying to make something good in their own way that will always fail uh, thus we should be satisfied with those things yes kindly did we read this yeah so the milk uh, does not drink that milk she eats grass and straw and her milk is designated as food for human beings such is the arrangement of the lord thus we should be satisfied with those things hmm? he has set, kindly set aside for us and we should always consider to whom those things we possess actually belong so they actually belong to the lord take for example our dwelling which is made of earth wood stone iron cement and so many other material things if we think if we think in terms of sri ishopanishad we must know that we cannot produce any of these building materials ourselves we can simply bring them together and transform them into different shapes by our labor now remember this we can simply bring them together and transform them into different shapes by our labor a laborer cannot claim to be a proprietor of a thing just because he has worked hard to manufacture it now there are so many inventors you know scientists they have labored hard and invented something but they are only laborers just like in a building the there are, there is so much labor required to you know manpower required to build a huge building now none of those laborers can claim proprietorship to the building no i built this you know i work so hard no how come i don't have any property in this building i work very hard no it's not your property sorry similarly even though everything we may create nothing is our property even if we worked hard for it you have to remember this um, not just because it was you know it, it came as an inheritance or something even if we did work hard for the money that we earned or whatever it is that hard work also does not allow us 
to say that we are the owners. We are never the owners. Because if we are, then we should be the controller. But we can't control. When the death comes, we are separated from our so-called empire. So nothing is actually ours. Is everything is the Lord's. In modern society, there is always a great quarrel between the laborers and the capitalists. This quarrel has taken an international shape and the world is in danger. Men face one another in enmity and snarl just like cats and dogs. See? Actually, you see the cats and dogs, they snarl into each other. <laughs> so, Prabhupada said the immigration is like that. Immigration is like the dogs barking, you know. Why have you come here? Whoa, whoa. You know, like that. <clears throat> I think there's a song also. I think when I was a kid, I was hearing, who let the dogs out? You know, who, who let this dog come here? You know, come on. You know, shout at him. Whoa, whoa. You know, why have you come here? How long are you going to stay? Whoa. You know, Prabhupada explained like that in a, in a lecture of his. So, this is um, just like dogs also have their own territory and they mark it with urine. They urinate and then that's, that's how they smell their boundaries. And when another dog comes from another place, they know it's a foreign dog and they go and fight with him. This is dog life. Stray dogs especially. Especially in India, you will see all this. In uh, Western countries, mostly dogs are kept as pets. But in India, there are all so many stray dogs. And you can see how the stray dogs fight. They fight just for no reason. Just because he came from another place, fight. Instead of receiving him, uh, we, our human culture is Atiti Devo Bhava. And you have to treat the guest as, you know, very cordially. Of course, if he is a terrorist, then we have to, you know, punish him. So that's basically what the immigration are doing. So because people are becoming also like that, more and more, more and more, these anti-social elements are increasing and more risks for security. You know, when when there is a system of security, where there is very sophisticated security systems, that means you have to understand that that place is full of uh, thieves. If there is no thief, there is no need of any security. You know, There is no need of any... If there are no criminals, there is no need. Like for example, I when I was small, I think I was 10 years old in India, we went to this uh, village. In that village, no house has a door. No house has a door. The entire village, it was very unique. And not a single theft in the past how many decades already. Not a single theft. It's a, it's a village for uh, Shani, Shani. Shani Dev, you know, the, the planet Shani. So, there is a temple of Shani there in that. So, it is said that, you know, anybody who stri- tries to steal, you know, they will be cursed by Shani and, you know, something like that. So, they will die or something like that. So, um, that whole village, no doors, the houses, the shops, the, no doors and nobody steals. So, if there is no security, that means... You should know that, oh, people are... In fact, it is said that in, in ancient India, at least medieval India, just a few hundred years ago, gold and, you know, uh, all this, what is that? Uh, um, gemstones, they were all uh, sold on the street. On the street. 
So it was so, they were so honest, they would not steal. Very, very, very less of, less theft, almost nil. So in this, um, so these, these things are there. So if there is heavy security systems, cyber security, this security, that security, blockchain security, whatever they are calling it now. All this means that people are becoming more and more demoniac and therefore there is a need for protection from these classes of people. So that's why all this security, security patch, this patch, this patch, that patch and all this CCTV cameras or alarm or cyber security, some antivirus or whatever, all these things. So this defense, it is nothing but eating, meeting, uh, eating, <laughs> mating, sleeping, defending, defense. So if antisocial elements like this increase, then that, that's the whole, that will, that's what will happen. We are engaged in all these defense mechanisms. This is animal life. Dog. Dogs are also always thinking like that. Or even the deer, when the, where is the lion, you know, they are always having their own defense systems. How maybe we will move in herds so that, you know, if a lion comes, we will, you know, like attack or deer, deer usually they run away. But the bison, oh, they will, they will turn and turn towards the lion and all of them. And they will start charging at the lion and then, oh, the lion gets, the lion freaks out and then he runs away. So they have their own, every animal has their own defense mechanisms. And they will try as much as they can. So, if we just improve our defenses in this way, we are just becoming sophisticated animals, but we are not being human beings. Men face one another in enmity and snarl just like cats and dogs. Sri Ishopanishad cannot give advice to the cats and dogs, but it can deliver the message of God to man through the bona fide acharyas, holy teachers. So, those who are engrossed in this defense and this way and that way fighting like you know dog eat dog world is the same they just can't they don't have any affinity for hearing these subjects but for those who are actually man dvipada pashu a, a, a man what is the difference between an animal and a man oh animals have four legs we have two no no then vedas say we are dvipada pashu we are two legged animals as long as we do not realize that our life is just meant for God realization. Until we come to that point of understanding or at least trying or treading the path of God realization, we are animals. Just we are called two-legged animals. That's all. Because Ahara Nidra Bhayamaitunamcha Samanyam Etat Pashubhirnaranam Dharmo Hitesham Adhiko Vishesho Dharmasyahina Pashubhisamana So, Eating, sleeping, mating, defending, these are common between animals and humans. But the thing that distinguishes us from the animals is that we have dharma, religion, God consciousness. Dharmohitesham adhiko vishesha. That is our unique thing. Otherwise, we are just competing with the animals. Like we have this satellite GPS system and you know tracking system. Like now China, I think I, this is what I have heard. In China, they have you know cameras everywhere and you know they, they track people. Now, an eagle from 8 miles above, it can spot a dead rat on the ground. From 8 miles, you know, that's 13 kilometers. You know, that's higher than even an aeroplane. Aeroplane's, you know, highest flight, flight height, you know, the passenger aeroplane. It moves at about maybe 10 to 12,000 meters, is that? Or feet? No, meters, meters, yeah. 36,000 feet around there. So, 12,000 meters, but this is 13,000 meters, an eagle. And from the aeroplane, what can you see even? (laughs) 
you can't you can't see anything but the eagle can see a dead rat from eight miles above i mean can you imagine the technology the eagle has amazing incredible so if we just uh, try to imitate these things and have these hawk like eagle like eyes and cctv and all this face tracking mechanisms this is just trying to be competing with the eagle and proba said the rats are also building tunnels and we also build tunnels this is the same thing the ants are also building their own buildings we are also building our own buildings like ants so we are just competing with all these animals proba said the, the dog is running on four legs and we are running on four wheels how is it very different okay oh i am going to office i am going to the you know biggest building the dog is just you know running and eating some food on the street you know but what are you going to that big building for just for you know get the money to get the food you are going in an indirect way in fact you first have to go and then earn money and that money you have to buy food and then the dog is just going there eating food and coming back direct we are going indirect route we have to earn money first and then with the money we will buy food we don't know how to even produce food how to eat we don't know somebody will cook so eat in restaurant somewhere so you see how we are just competing with the animals by doing these things so our human intelligence <clears throat> just because we have um, um, a smartphone doesn't mean we are smart like i always said you know in 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 singapore we have a app called grab 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 is like the uber in america so we have grab taxis we have grab there's like there's uber eats so we have here grab food grab food so basically you order the food on the grab app and then you get the food at your doorstep now <laughs> the cheetah or the lion you know they are going and grabbing their food with their claws and with their teeth they're grabbing it like that and we are grabbing our food with grab app grab food so they are grabbing their food and we are using grab food so where is the difference where is the difference we, just because we are doing with a sophisticated app on my iphone doesn't mean it we are, we are very uh, you know uh, advanced uh, it's the same is this sophisticated animalism so the real thing that really differs us from the animals distinguishes us from the animals that the animals cannot replicate now whatever we else we are doing the animals are replicating in their own way in a very simple way in a much more effective way in fact but we we do have a problem we are not only messing up our lives we are messing up the entire earth's lives um, so now um the only thing that we can do that the animals cannot replicate is that we can um endeavor for self realization for god realization that is beyond the purview of the animal so if we really want to tap on the human potential we have to become god conscious otherwise we are we are not human beings we are not hmm so that's what is taught here <clears throat> the human race should take the vedic wisdom of sri ishopanishad and not quarrel over material possessions big big wars you know just like the at one point the british empire was so vast they say they used to say the sun never sets on the british empire because suppose the sun sets here but then it is rising again in another place another part of the world but that is also british empire but that is also everything is british empire so on the british empire the sun doesn't set that means there is no end 
to the British Empire all across the world. That's what they meant. So that huge, you know, <coughs> vast expanse of land they had. What happened now? And why did they even do that? When we compare those wars of the, the Second World War or the First World War, compare, compare them to the our Vedic First World War and Second World War, which is like the Ramayana and Mahabharata. They also they were also like world wars, but different category of wars. Why? Because those were Dharma Yuddha and this is some Karma Yuddha. You know, because of their own bad karma, they they fought and then they killed themselves here. But there, it was a Dharma Yuddha. Previously, when there was fight or war between two kings, it was not because I want to encroach on your land and I want to occupy your land, I want to throw you out. No, that was not the reason. If that particular king is not ruling according to Vedic principles, oh, he's deviating, uh, then this king will wage war against that king, defeat him and take over this kingdom. And then, um, rule is according to Vedic principles. So, that was the only consideration. Like when Ravana fought, um, when, when Lord Ramachandra fought Ravana, it's because uh, Mother Sita was kidnapped. And he, therefore, Ravana became an aggressor. And according to Manusmriti, when somebody kidnaps one's wife, we have he has to go and fight him. So, that is, that is uh, Dharma. So, that is Dharma Yuddha. And in, even in Mahabharata, Duryodhan did not want to give any land to the Pandavas, although they were Kshatriyas. You see, they were Kshatriyas, but they, he did not give, he did not want to part with any land. He just wanted everything for himself. So then for Dharma's sake, he had to be, and also he was irreligious. Krishna wanted to put his own devotee as the king of the world, emperor of the world, so that the whole world can be directed in Krishna consciousness. So these are all Dharma Yuddhas, not to just overpower him and then con- you know have a conquest like you know that what is that person Genghis Khan Genghis Khan Mongolian horrible he just went he conquered uh, according to um, history of course they don't consider our Vedic history our Vedic history Parishit Maharaj was the emperor of the entire world entire planet that was 5000 years ago but in recent history this Mongolian Genghis Khan he had the largest empire on plan- on the planet earth but what what did he do with that he was an absolute low class fellow low class wherever he went he just raped the woman not only he raped he, his commander in chiefs everybody just raped the woman wherever they went he would massacre them and then the, he take the woman and rape them in fact it is said that in in the europe one in every 10 people has somehow linked, uh, is somehow linked to Genghis Khan. One in ten. You know, that's a huge percentage. And in the Middle East, even more. He went until Persia, all the way from Mongolia, all the way to, you know, Persia. So, that kind of conquest is, is completely against Vedic rules. He's a Mlecha actually. He's a lesser than Shudra. He's just a Yavana. So, the Kshatriyas, they used to be very high order. Uh, they used to do this Dharma Yuddha, not Karma Yuddha. Hmm. The human race should take the Vedic wisdom of Sri Ishopanishad and not quarrel over material possessions. They should understand that none of these things actually belong to them. Not only don't conquer other countries, but even this country, this, there was one uh, 
you know, uh, hilarious conversation between Srila Prabhupada and uh, one uh, uh, police superintendent in America. Because the police superintendent was was uh, uh, very happy that uh, Hare Krishna movement was getting the people out of drug, you know, drug culture, and you know he he wanted to have <coughs> have a discussion with Srila Prabhupada on how to reduce crime. So when the conversation started, so Prabhupada said, "So you give us you give us a place where we can chant, you know, and invite so many people and ma- make propaganda that everyone come and join our sankirtan, chanting, and automatically, automatically they will stop." And the superintendent asked, um, "Well, um, yeah, all right, that's all right. But is there anything else, you know, that we can do, you know? Because he did not want a religious answer. And first of all, even when before that started, Prabhupada said, um, "You want to stop crime?" He he said to the police superintendent, "You want to stop crime, but you yourself are a criminal, because the, the American government is thinking that this is your land, but this is God's land. You you are claiming it your own." There is already criminal. So that has to be stopped first. <laughs> he completely, he, you know how he spoke to the police superintendent. You are a criminal first. <laughs> so that's how a pure devotee preaches. So that's why we have to understand it in that way. That this is not, oh, now I am in Singapore. So the government is thinking, oh, this is Singapore, this is our country. No, this is not our country. This is God's country. This Singapore will last a few years. It, it did not last uh, maybe 60 years before. Now it is there, and maybe it will last 100 years, 200 years, say 1000 years, I don't think even. But after that, it will be something else. Just like India was, was Pakistan and Burma and Bangladesh, all was India. And before that, the Bharatvarsh was the entire planet. It reduced and reduced and reduced and reduced. The recent reduction was the, and now even the Kashmir, you know, half occupied by, by Pakistan, of course, they are trying to regain it back. But you see how it is it is cut, you know, and it is reducing and reducing. So in the end of Kaliuga, only the tract of land along the Ganga River will be known as Bharatvarsh. Everything else will be other countries. So these things will happen. So because why? They don't take advice from Ishopanishad. Simple. First verse. One shloka can solve the entire problems. One shloka. We are discussing. The world leaders need to understand this. Actually. Nowadays, the world leaders are not really world leaders, they are world misleaders. The real leaders are only the devotees. Those of you, you are sitting here, you are the real leaders. Uh, We have to lead the others. We know the answers. I mean, before, the leaders were the Brahmanas. But now, Brahmanical culture is totally uh, extinct almost. But the Brahmanas are actually the leaders of the entire society, the entire world. Because they know what needs to be done for the welfare of the entire world. And therefore, the devotees, they are the real leaders. And we have to behave like we are. That means, we have to teach the science to everybody. We have to learn it and we have to teach it. One must be satisfied with whatever privileges are given to him by the mercy of the Lord. There can be no peace if the communists or capitalists or any other party claims proprietorship over the resources resources of nature which are entirely the property of the Lord. There, there will be no peace. So this is explained in the Bhagavad Gita as well, second chapter, 66th verse. Nasti buddhira yuktasya, nacha yuktasya bhavana, nacha bhavayata shantir, 
Ashantasya kutah sukham 2.66 One who is not connected with the Supreme in Krishna consciousness can have neither transcendental intelligence nor a steady mind without which there is no possibility of peace. So first of all you have to be Krishna conscious and then we will have transcendental intelligence and with that transcendental intelligence we will have a steady mind and then with that steady mind we will have peace. But if you don't have Krishna consciousness we will not have a trans I mean transcendental intelligence and because our intelligence will be weak we cannot control our stupid mind or our monkey mind and then because of that monkey mind we will be completely in this agitated you know we won't have any peace we will be fighting like cats and dogs or like monkeys the capitalists cannot curb the communists simply by political maneuvering nor can the communists defeat the capitalists simply by fighting for stolen bread if they do not recognize the proprietorship of the supreme personality of godhead all the property they claim to be their own is stolen see that if they do not recognize the proprietorship of the supreme personality of godhead all the property that they are, they claim to be their own is actually stolen property it is true we are thinking oh this is singapore this is our country or this is india my country or pakistan or america or israel or palestine or australia new zealand all these things this is all stolen property it is krishna's countries all of these are krishna's countries uh, they are not anybody's personal property or you know some group of people's property no all krishna's property they say united united nations united nations <coughs> proposed that if the united nations is you know if it is supposed to unite nations why there are so many flags there shouldn't be there shouldn't be only one flag uh, there should not be so many flags there on the united station uh, united nation building so that is uh, that means it is you still want to be divided and so called united what is that you still have your own separate interests so we cannot really operate on this principles this is a very very imperfect structure of society today very imperfect and it's very volatile as well uh, therefore there is a, the proper way is to accept that the lord is the master of everyone and he is the owner and we are just his servants and guide all the people in god consciousness that is a real civilization real human civilization is stolen so it is stolen yeah so stolen is explained in the bhagavad gita in the third chapter 12th verse ishtan bhogan hi vo deva dasyante yagya bhavita tairdattan ಅಪ್ರದಾಯಿಭ್ಯೋ but he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief so of course demigods again are just agents of the supreme lord so unless we really acknowledge the presence of the lord and acknowledge his ownership and use everything in back in his service which is actually called yagya yagya what is that um what is that 39 
यज्ञार्थात यस यज्ञार्था कर्मण अन्यत्र लोको यम कर्म बंधन तदर्थम कर्म कौंते मुक्त संग वर्क डन एज अ सैक्रिफाइस फॉर विष्णु हैज टू बी परफॉर्म अदरवाइज वर्क कॉजेज बॉन्डेज इन दिस मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड देर फॉर ओसन ऑफ कुंती परफॉर्म यू प्रिस्क्राइब ड्यूटीज फॉर हिज सैटिस्फैक्शन एंड इन दैट वे यू विल ऑलवेज रिमेन फ्री फ्रॉम बॉन्डेज सो हियर द डेमी गॉड्स आर जस्ट पार्ट एंड पार्सल सुप्रीम लॉर्ड सो द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड वी हैव टू ऑलवेज गिव बैक टू हिम यू नो आवर कॉन्ट्रीब्यूशंस सो अदरवाइज वी विल बी द थीफ स्टे न एव सह सो एवरीबडी इन दिस मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड इज अ थीफ so when the devotees go and ask for donations although they ask in the name of donations actually they are just returning the stolen property and saving that thief from further punishment everybody is a thief uh, if they do not acknowledge yes we can take as a father as a son of the father we can take the father's property and you know um uh use it for our you know maintenance but more than that if we engage in unnecessary sense gratification and that is beyond that's why the, the animals they by law of nature they automatically just use whatever is necessary for them whereas we have higher intelligence which we misuse and we use more than what is necessary for us and those are the things that are called anarthas anartha means they are not necessary they are unnecessary things like for example meat eating meat is unnecessary you can live without meat i have ne- i have never tasted meat in my life it's not that i am i'm dead no similarly and no intoxication nobody dies if he doesn't smoke in fact he, he will die if he smokes he will die quicker if he smokes or alcohol if you don't drink you don't die illicit sex if you don't have you don't die uh, gambling if you don't gamble you don't die these are unnecessary things if you don't have a tv in your house you won't die people had had no tv for millions of years they didn't die just because, i mean they all died but not because there was no tv and <laughs> now you have a tv you still die so these are unnecessary things which we have accumulated in this so called advancement of life hmm so using our wealth for these things which are unnecessary they, this is called um thief so stolen property consequently they will be liable to punishment by the laws of nature nuclear bombs are in the hands of both communists and capitalists and if both do not recognize the proprietorship of the supreme lord it is certain that these bombs will ultimately ruin both parties it is certain that these bombs will ultimately ruin both parties so this is a prediction by shri prabhupada that this is going to escalate to that a full blown nuclear war if uh, why all these nuclear bombs are being even created this is the law of the material nature nature is just preparing herself to ruin or to destroy this entire um, godless civilization so he, he, they, he, she allows people to have this you know these countries to have these big big bombs now it seems like there is not much threat but it can escalate any time because when we are dealing with cats and dogs who are not on the level of human beings they will bark they will be silent all day and suddenly when another dog comes oh, 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 you know this is you know <laughs> they will shout and bite and bark and you know all these things can happen any time that's how volatile their moods are yeah so that's dog 
It is certain that these bombs will ultimately ruin both parties. Thus, in order to save themselves and bring peace to the world, both parties must follow the instructions of Sri Ishopanishad, as it is stated here. So, what we are discussing in this live stream, how many of you are here? 34 of you are here. So, all of you, what you are hearing, what, what we are discussing here is the solution for the entire world. We should never think that we are discussing something small and the big things are happening, the most important things are happening and you know being shown on the news completely because they don't know what is important. Mm? That's why we don't get as much publicity. But what we are doing is the most important thing in the universe. Mm? The most auspicious thing, the only solution for all the world's problems. They are trying. The United Nations big, big meeting. Yeah, so much publicity and fanfare and you know, so much hype. But in the end, it is zero. There is nothing coming out of that. Nothing. If anything can come out, that is only because of Ishopanishad, Bhagavad Gita, these things. Ekam Shastram Devaki Putra Gitam Eko Devo Devaki Putra Eva Eko Mantrastasya Namani Ani Karma Pyekam Tasya Devasya Seva This is Gita Mahatma by Adi Shankaracharya. So he is glorifying the Bhagavad Gita. So he said, Eko, Eko Shastram, Ekam Shastram Devaki Putra Gitam one book, Devaki Putra Gita, the Bhagavad Gita, that is enough to completely bring the world at peace. One book. Eko Devo Devaki Devaki Putra Eva. They want you know, a religious harmony. Yes, so let us have harmony. Let us have only one God, Devaki Putra, Krishna. Hmm. Whatever is going on in the name of you know, Christ, Allah, is the same God. God cannot be two. So, that Devaki Putra is the same one God. Hmm. Eko mantrastasya namaniyani. Let there be only one slogan instead of, you know, how many slogans are there? How many mantras they have created? Uh, what is that? Um, I don't know, so many. I can't even. Anti terrorism, you know, or this slogan, that slogan. No, let there be only one slogan. Eko mantrastasya namaniyani, the name of Krishna. Hmm. Let that Hare Krishna Mahamantra be the slogan for the entire world. And karma pekam tasya devasya seva. Let there be only one job that we serve Krishna. That's it. Of course, serve Krishna means it can be done in multifarious ways. Hmm? That can be done in millions of ways. So, according to one's talents, according to one's position, according to one's you know disposition, one can serve Krishna. Pranayar arthair vacha shreya acharanam sada so this ha- this can be done with our life, with our wealth, with our you know pranayar, arthair, dhya, our intelligence, and by our words. What is that? Paras uh, karomi adyat karos karoshi karomi karomi adyat sakalam parasmay narayana yeti samarpayetat. Get that wording wrong always. Karoti, I think. Karoti. Yes, Karoti Adyat Sakalam Parasmai. Narayana Yeti Samarpayetat. Kayena Vacha, you see. In accordance with the particular nature one has acquired in conditioned life, 
Whatever one does with body, words, mind, senses, intelligence or purified consciousness, one should offer to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, thinking this is for the pleasure of Lord Narayana. So whatever our talents be, whatever our talents are, we just have to use them in Krishna's service. Hmm. Under the guidance, again, under the guidance of the spiritual master, uh, we cannot concoct our own waves of service, <coughs> under the guidance. <coughs> Thus, in order to save themselves and bring peace to the world, both parties must follow the instructions of Sri Upanishad. Human beings are not meant to quarrel like cats and dogs. They must be intelligent enough to realize the importance and aim of human life. The Vedic literature is meant for humanity. And not for cats and dogs. Cats and dogs can kill other animals for food without incurring sin. But if a man kills an animal for the satisfaction of his uncontrolled taste buds, he is responsible for breaking the laws of nature. Consequently, he must be punished. He must be punished. The standard of life, like this is important because a lion eating uh, uh, meat is not sinful. Because that is the way you know, Whatever is set aside as the quota for your enjoyment, you have to take that. So, the lion is already following that rule of Ishopanishad by the law of nature. He doesn't understand the Ishopanishad, but by the law of nature, <coughs> the lion will not come and eat our vegetables, eat our grass and compete with us. No, he will eat his own food, meat. That is his ordained tena tyaktena. It was set aside as his quota. Meat is his quota of food. But it is not ours. It is not ours. Uh, <clears throat> the standard of life for human beings cannot be applied to animals. The tiger does not eat rice and wheat or drink cow's milk. <laughs> Just imagine a tiger doing all, all these things. Coming and eating rice on the plate, you know, and wheat, chapati, you know, and drink cow, cow's milk, eating paneer, no, you know, cheese, you know, pizza. No, he won't come and eat all these things. Because he has been given food in the shape of animal flesh. Among the many animals and birds, some are vegetarian and others are carnivorous, but none of them transgresses the laws of nature which have been ordained by the will of the Lord. Animals, birds, reptiles and other lower forms strictly adhere to the laws of nature. Therefore, there is no question of sin for them. This is why there is no sin for them. Of course, they are already experiencing the past sins, what they did in human life. And because of that, they are spending millions of lives in different animal forms. But in human form of life, we will be judged. Because we have the responsibility and the... You know, when, when a child does something wrong, he is not punished by court. But when an adult does it, oh, then it is punishable. Hmm. There is no question of sin for them, nor are the Vedic instructions meant for them. Human life alone is a life of responsibility. It is wrong, however, to think that simply by becoming a vegetarian, one can avoid transgressing the laws of nature. Vegetables also have life and while it is nature's law that one living being is meant to feed on another, for human beings, the point is to recognize the Supreme Lord. Hmm? Thus, one should not be proud of being a strict vegetarian. Animals do not have developed consciousness by which to recognize the Lord, but a human being is sufficiently intelligent to take lessons from the Vedic literature and thereby know how the laws of nature are working and derive profit out of such knowledge. Some people always say, oh, Prabhu, I am strict vegetarian Prabhu. No, then you are strictly sinful. So, the only way we can come out of sin is if we actually only offer the food to Krishna. Where is it stated? I think many of you know. 
but you should know you know just for those who do not know chapter 3 text 13 yajna shishtashinah santo mucchante sarvakil vishai bhunjate tetva ghampapa yepa chantyatma karanat the devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment verily eat only sin. They all are eating sin, whether vegetarian or non-vegetarian. So this vegan and non-vegan and vegetarian and all these are meaningless, meaningless because everybody, every one of them are sinful. Hmm. The only sinless food is prasadam. Everybody must eat only prasadam. <clears throat> so, um, if a man neglects the instructions of the Vedic literature, his life becomes very risky. A human being is therefore required to recognize the authority of the Supreme Lord and become his devotee. He must offer everything for the Lord's service and partake only of the remnants of food offered to the Lord. This will enable him to discharge his duty properly. In the Bhagavad Gita 9.26, the Lord directly states that he accepts vegetarian food from the hands of a pure devotee. Yes. Patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhaktya prayachati tadaham bhaktyupahritam ashnami prayatatmanaha If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, flower, fruit or water, I will accept it. And this is why we eat vegetarian food. If Krishna said, offer me meat, uh, that, then that would have been a different thing. But he did not. He did not ask meat. So therefore, sometimes they ask, what about eggs, you know, unfertilized eggs, what about them? You, can you offer it to Krishna? No, then you cannot use it. What about mushrooms? You cannot offer to Krishna? No, so you cannot eat it. Onion, garlic, you cannot offer to Krishna, cannot eat it. So, although it is vegetarian, right? So, all, actually it is classified as, you know, meat. So, even though some vegetarian, like tobacco, Prabhu, I am vegetarian Prabhu, smoking. Or I am uh, drinking wine. This is vegetarian, Prabhu. Grape wine or rice wine, whatever it is, whatever wine it is. It is fermented stuff, fermented vegetarian stuff. And I am drinking, Prabhu, I am vegetarian. Strict vegetarian, smoking. So, it is not about being vegetarian or being non-vegetarian or being vegan or being non-vegan. No. It is about following the principles set by Krishna. This is what we have to follow. So, where is it in the Shastras that we cannot break, I mean, we have to not engage in um, all this meat-eating, illicit sex, gambling, intoxication. So, that is, I think some of you know. <clears throat> Many times Prabhupada always quoted this. You know, remember this number. Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 1, Chapter 17, Text 38. Let's go. Suta Vacha Abhyarthitastadatasmai Sthanani kalayedadau dyutam panam striya suna yatra dharmas chaturvidha. Prabhupada always says yatra papas chaturvidha. So, yatra dharmas chaturvidha. So, same thing. So, Sudhu Goswami said, Maharaj Parikshit, thus being petitioned by the personality of Kali, gave him permission to reside in places where the where gambling, drinking, prostitution and animal slaughter were performed. So, wherever these things are there, Kali, Kali reigns supreme there. And that's why we need to go out of these things. These are sinful habits. Dyutam panam striyaha suna yatra adharmas chaturvidha So, going back. 
So in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord directly states that he accepts vegetarian food offered by a pure devotee. Therefore, a human being should not only become a strict vegetarian, but should also become a devotee of the Lord, offer the Lord all his food and partake of such prasadam or the mercy of God. Only those who act in this way can properly discharge the duties of human life. Those who do not offer their food to the Lord and eat, uh, sorry, those who do not offer their food to the Lord, but eat nothing but sin and subject themselves to various types of distress, which are the results of sin. 3.13, we have already seen that. The root of sin is deliberate disobedience. Remember this. The root of sin is deliberate disobedience of the laws of nature through disregarding the proprietorship of the Lord. This is the root of sin. By deliberate disobedience of the laws of nature through disregarding the proprietorship of the Lord. Disobeying the laws of nature or the order of the Lord brings ruin to the human being. Conversely, one who is sober, who knows the laws of nature and who is not influenced by unnecessary attachment or aversion is sure to to be recognized by the Lord and thus become eligible to go back to Godhead, back to the eternal home. So we should not have too much attachment, nor too much aversion. It's not that we should hate everything. No. Oh, um, yeah, this, you know, social media is bad, you know, I will not use it, and I hate social media. Yeah, I mean, for personal reasons, that's good. But, for propagation of Krishna consciousness, we can always use them. Of course, we should be very careful. In the name of Yukta Vairagya, we cannot go into sense gratification and use it in sense gratification. We can fall easily into the trap. Um, so, we should be very careful in using these things, these dangerous tools. Just like when you're, when you're cutting the vegetables, you're using a knife, which is sharp. Anytime you can fing- your finger, you can cut your finger if you are not careful. So similarly, or when we are shaving, you know, we go to the, you know, Prabhupada says, you know, he goes to the barber and then he puts faith in the barber and he spreads his neck and the fellow has a knife in his hand and he's shaving. And if he just turns the angle a little bit, he'll be dead. You know, so there is so much danger everywhere. So just that we have to handle it carefully. Even cutting vegetables, there is danger with the knife. Um, just cut is a regular thing we shave, you know, and even that can be life-threatening if we, if we, you know, don't do it properly. So everything. So we should understand. Yes, we should not use it for sense gratification, but we should never forget the fact that it actually belongs to the Lord. Anasaktisa vishayan yatharham upayunjataha nirbandhe Krishna sam nirbandha Krishna sambandhe. Yuktam vairagya muchate, prapanchikataya buddhya, harisambandhi vastunaha, mumukshubhi parityago, vairagyam phalgukatyate. This is by Rupa Goswami. So we should, he says that we should not be attached to things, but we should know that those things belong to Krishna, so I must use them for Krishna. That should be there. I should not use for myself, yes, but for Krishna, everything. So if one does not have this understanding and just rejects everything, when it can be actually used for Krishna. And that is improper renunciation. So therefore, Prabhupada is saying here, one who is sober, who knows, knows the laws of nature and who is not influenced by unnecessary attachment or aversion is sure to be recognized by the Lord and thus become eligible to go back home, back to Godhead. Ragadvesha vimuktaistu charan Atma vashyar vidheyatma Prasadam Madhigachati. You know which was? 
But a person free from all attachment and aversion and able to control his senses through regulative principles for freedom can obtain the complete mercy of the Lord. See, here also, same thing, the Lord will recognize him, he can obtain the complete mercy of the Lord. If he is free from attachment and aversion, both. Okay, that's the end of today's session. Now we will take questions. I think there have been a few questions that have been coming. Okay, Vishnu Teja first is asking, Prabhu, do we get intelligence from Paramatma or does Krishna empower the brain to think? What is the difference? Krishna and Paramatma is the same. And Matta Smritir Jnana Mapohanam Cha. As and when, you know, he makes us remember, we will remember. And as and when we get knowledge, we will get or ignorance. You know, in that way. Vishnu Teja is asking again, Sorry Prabhu, from yesterday I thought Sri Prabhupada said in the 429.69 purport that NASA astronauts were deluded by the demigods at some stage in their moon journey and diverted to the planet Rahu or did Srila Prabhupada later say that the whole space program was a hoax perpetuated by the demoniac government. Prabhupada knew very well it was a hoax. But you know, you know he, he mentioned it in different ways in different places. Basically, they never reached the moon. That's, that's the main thing. <coughs> Virendra Prabhu. Um, Bali Maharaj was a perfect example of Atmanivedan Bhakti, yes. He gave everything to the Supreme Lord. How can one perform such Bhakti without false ego since everything belongs to Krishna, nothing belongs to us? Yeah, we start with hearing and chanting first and then, you know, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, uh, what is that? Vishnu Smaranam, uh, Vandanam, Archanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Padasevanam, Dasam, Sakyam, Atmanivedanam. Atmanivedanam is the last one, that is the, that is the, Sakhyam, uh, Dasyam, Sakhyam and Atmanivedanam especially are very, very exalted things. We, we, we have to get into an intimate relationship with the Lord in order to perform those. Mm. But the other six, at least we can execute even in, even in uh, you know, uh, regulated devotional service and Vaidhi Bhakti also. <coughs> so once we do our Vaidhi Bhakti and then we, you know, our... You know, Raga Bhakti is, you know, whenever it manifests and that time, yes, one will be able to completely devote himself to the Lord. Now we must try our best and execute the orders of the spiritual master. Even that is also surrender. But then, you know, still Anarthas are there in the heart and all that has to be wiped out first. Virendra Prabhu is asking again, what is the difference between Yukta Vairagya and Markat Vairagya? How can we use everything in the service of Krishna? Yeah, as Prabhupada, you know, used dictaphone, you know, he, uh, you know, he used everything, you know, he aeroplanes, printing press, and if, you know, now he would use even social media and everything to outreach. So, that is, we have to use everything in Krishna's service. So, from the spiritual master, we came, in fact, in one of the purports, some of, sometimes he even mentioned, even missiles can be used in Krishna's service. You know, missiles. <laughs> uh, you know, when there is Krishna consciousness government and then somebody is just like before the war used to take place between parties because of uh, lack of uh, Krishna consciousness if somebody if the king knows that the other king is not ruling according to Krishna consciousness then he would go and wage war against him so that way so everything can be used just that we need to know how to use it by you know 
by <coughs> proper intelligence. Uh, Virendra Prabhu, no, Virendra, uh, okay, Virendra Prabhu. Material energy is Durga, internal or spiritual energy is Radharani, living entity is whose energy? We are just, you know, Krishna's energy. We have already answered this kind of. <clears throat> we are the Tatastha Shakti. We can be either be influenced by Durga or by Radharani. Sri is asking, is Yoga Maya Srimati Radharani Devi or Subhadra Devi? So, Srimati Radharani's expansion is Subhadra. But ultimately, Yoga Maya, you know, Yoga Maya is Subhadra and Yoga Maya is also ultimately Radharani in her ultimate feature. Mm. Sri, did Srila Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur and our Guru Parampara knowing? No English. Uh, Bhaktivinu Thakur, yes. Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur, yes. Prabhupada, yes. Not before that. Venkatesh Prabhu. Regarding that vegan, one, must, one more famous argument was, at Krishna's time, cows might be loved. Now, for slaughter only, they grow. They, why do you drink that milk? They say like this. So, we have answered this many times. So, the thing is, if we use that milk and offer it to Krishna, that cow, or actually it's not from one cow, it's from many cows. So, whichever cows contributed to that packet of milk which went to Krishna, so those cows are benefited. So, they are being slaughtered now because they have been cow slaughterers in their previous lives. That's why Prabhupada said, although the, the cows that are being slaughtered today, our cow are in the shape of a cow and by killing them you would get the sin of a, killing a cow but they are not actually cows they were actually cow killers in the previous lives who are now have taken birth as cows and are killed in the same way so sinful all the sinful reactions see nobody is punished without unduly you know nobody nobody is punished without you know a reason so, why the cow is punished like that? There is a reason. Of course, we have to try our best to save the cows. But then, so this is one way to save the cow. So, even if the cow has died or, you know, is being tortured or whatever, when that milk goes to Krishna, the cow is benefited. Just like when we offer fruits and flowers, the plants or the trees which produce those fruits and flowers, they benefit. So, similarly, by offering that milk, the cow will benefit. And by having prasadam, we can always, you know, um, we can benefit and of course we don't condone cow killing at all but it's the best use of a bad bargain if we have our own cows we will have our own milk you know, definitely but then if there is no chance for that especially in cities where we have to preach for preaching we have to stay in the cities you know we can have farm communities well and good but then to have actually outreach and meet the people like how Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he wanted to be in the busiest part of the world, busiest parts of the world. Um, so when Prabhupada was very happy when, you know, um, New York, Los Angeles, London, all these big, big cities were important cities and the temple was there. So if we stay in a farm, how many people can actually come? We shouldn't have them. I mean, I'm not saying we should not. But then for preaching, we have to stay in cities. Um, so when that happens, then these adjustments, like in Singapore, there's no way you can own a cow here. No way. Even if you want. So, what to do? And milk is too important not to be taken. 
so it has to be offered to krishna and then then one partake of the prasadam so we benefit the cow benefits everybody benefits but the vegans they cannot see these things <coughs> they have no idea that god is not even in their equation <coughs> therefore even the vegetables are eating are full of sin <coughs> they are talking about animal slaughter and whatever good fine but they go when they go against this cow um, cow um, cow products dairy products <coughs> yes even if i have dairy products without offering to krishna that is also against sin anything which is not offered to krishna is sin chapter 3 text 13 of bhagavad gita so everything has to be offered then everything is adjusted perfectly all right next virendra prabhu question is chanting of holy names uh, smaranam is practical surrender to krishna as per lord chaitanya yeah in fact there is a verse which says um um that chanting is even more effective than remembering because especially in kali yuga when our mind is not so focused chanchalam very very flickering so by chanting we are forcing our mind to think of krishna if we try to think of krishna it will go everywhere so even when we are chanting it will go everywhere but then because of the chant because of that that sound we again have to come back to that chant that sound of krishna's name so it it is even more effective than remembering i think this is verse i keep forgetting the number <clears throat> prabhakar kamcharla prabhu is asking can you please explain to wear kanthi mala who can and who can't well it is not according to topic but uh, well if you are following all the regulatory principles four regulatory principles in chanting hari krishna you can wear but if you are not following or if you are eating onion garlic or anything tea coffee and all these things by the way they, they are also vegetarian but not allowed so if you are taking all these things then it is not advisable to wear but if you are following all the rules then you can wear all right next um ajanya mata ji i could read in one book that if one drink more milk lust will increase is it right also the book says fruits and nuts are only good for health and helping to control senses great yogis used it cooked food with cooked food will lose some necessary nutrients is it right or if we eat f- whatever food cooked or milk which offered to krishna is good for health can you clear this see we will use as was taught by shri prabhupad okay it is not that we will only eat raw vegetables we have to cook for krishna you know nice cooked food and we can eat cooked food uh, let them say whatever they want but <clears throat> nutrients of course we should cook nicely not overcook it or undercook it so as much as we should we should cook it so therefore the chaitanya mahaprabhu also sarvabhauma dasare i mean everywhere there is cooking when there is human being there is cooking involved animals yeah they eat raw food <clears throat> fruits and nuts yeah everything in moderation milk also not too much yes not too much mm-hmm. it increases it will increase last yes so everything in moderation then virendra prabhu um why in medieval india hindus who forgot as per kshatriya principle lost to invading yavana islamic armies well what to say they lost na what to do that is you know how kali yuga will infiltrate no because 
you know if the traditions they all broken then slowly kaliyuga can you know more solidly enter and india is the epicenter of all is punya bhumi it is epicenter of piety and if there all the sinful activities start then good way you know kali can enter so in that way there is you know all the sacrilege that happened it happened you know these are all kaliyuga and in fact even holy places for that matter are being forgotten now you know indian government doesn't even have any program to upkeep you know for the upkeep of the pilgrimage sites you know when we went to the place in vrindavan where krishna ha- you know krishna's footprint is there you know that was given to sanatan goswami radha damodar temple and even other places you know krishna's you know the, and all those places are like abandoned places you know completely abandoned if if the guide who did not who took you there if he did not tell you you would never know i mean where is the <laughs> effort to even you know preserve these these places in whereas if you go to makkah you know how well it is you know the biggest place and then you know everything is like taken care of or if you go to vatican city you know there is a church and everything is very where if you go to vrindavan you know where everything is you know like like you know nobody cares you know nobody just everything is just like you know there's no respect there's no you know so somehow that is not there you know so in this way the uh, the places of pilgrimage are being covered in fact when chaitanya mahaprabhu came nobody knew where shamakunda and radha kund was and he dug out from the paddy field and then they said this is he 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 what he bathed in the paddy field and they said this is radha kund so that's how that's why even chaitanya uh, rupa goswami sanat the six goswamis they actually excavated all these places of pilgrimage otherwise nobody even would knew would know so there has to be some effort to revive all these things there is also there but also preaching preaching the message uh, there are some movements that are going on which are for restoration of but not very effective because the government doesn't take full um initiative in this ajanya mataji for replacement of justice war is allowed is it can one inquire acquire material education for replacement of justice if it is not for money or any other sensory satisfaction the war is allowed okay i know where you're coming from <laughs> I, i know you want to study law and become a lawyer and all that but you see let's try to understand this we are not uh this is the best way you can change uh is not by punishment because if it was that way parishit maharaj would not have asked that question manye kunjara sauchavat if by punishment they would be brought to order then then why after coming from hell they are still engaged in sinful activities we have been in hell so many millions of times still we are coming and doing doing sinful activities unless prabhupad came and until prabhupad came and actually woke us up we did not stop so the only way one can stop see the pla- the way you are thinking about you know bringing justice and punish that that you know that uh, criminal you are thinking in that way but you should know that that execution of you know punishment or what it is not made out of hate if you do it out of hate then you yourself are also implicated you have to do it out of duty and that like for example if a person is he murders someone then he has to be hanged because life for a life and the next life he doesn't have to be murdered in the same in the same way 
so he is cleared of that sin. So to clear him of the sin is why punishment or atonement is there. It is to rectify that person. Um, it is not simply to you know justice means you know let the guy go to hell. No, by that he will atone. So next life he can start on a fresh note. But if if we have to look at look at it that way, yeah, everybody has to be killed, right? You know, many of us would have started, you know, eating meat all our lives, you know, and, you know, all these sinful activities we have done. So, we should also be killed. Why? So, the only way that we can be saved is by chanting. Cheto Darpanam Arjanam. So, the, the spreading of the Krishna consciousness movement is the real way how to combat these things. Not by artificial justice and all this. It will not work. It will not work. You have to ultimately purify that person. That is the whole point. Of course, some people are incorrigible. But uh, let others do it. You know, there are so many lawyers, there are so many doctors, there are so many engineers in this world. There are less devotees. We need devotees to preach. We need devotees, you know, to, to preach to others. And that is lacking. There is so much vacancy here. Nobody wants to take this place. Nobody wants to become a devotee and preach. Even if they want to become a devotee, they want to become a comfortable devotee at home and just chant and eat and, you know, eat prasadam and that's it. No. This is not our movement. Our movement is to reach out and you know meet those people and you know change that that is preaching uh, distribute books so we have to become in this way we have to fight our fight is not by you know this hard way because if that was the way chaitanya mahaprabhu would have accepted that way he would have come with weapons but he thought what is the use of weapons if i bring weapons everybody have to kill because none of them are pious here in the kaliyuga Everybody have to kill. So, no point. So, we have to accept that way of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We have to accept the Sankirtan movement. Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtan. Our war against Maya is not by, the, by books. Our, our war with Maya is by books. We have to distribute the books. That is the real way. Education, grassroots education of spiritual knowledge. That has to be there. But only by that way we can get over the, all this criminal activity like Prabhupada you see how he stopped drug abuse how he stopped so many things just by introducing Harinam and Prasadam and nice philosophy and they became so happy they were drug addicts you could have gone the other way you could punish them or oh, drugs okay 20 years jail for you that could have been done but you know he, he changed them with Harinam not everybody would change yes so they will get their own dues but we will try to save and this is the most important movement don't think that anything else is also important, you know. No, 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 nothing is important. Nothing is more important than preaching Krishna consciousness. Nothing. So, Krishna consciousness is one of what we already know. We know, so we have to share. The other lawyers, they wouldn't know, they will fight on mundane principles, you know, they will fight for justice this way, that way. But because we know that Krishna consciousness is the answer, we have to fight on that way by positive spreading of Krishna consciousness. Spreading of, I mean, distribution of prasadam, harinam. Philosophy, this is our way. Books. Okay, next. Prabhakar has asked, gambling, what are all the things that, that will come under gambling, Prabhu? Gambling, you know, you know, casino and all these things and highly speculative business, you know, these kind of things come under gambling. So, you know, very, very, uh, you know, um, of course, we know gambling, what is gambling, but even highly speculative businesses, like very volatile speculation of business, those are also comes under gambling. 
the next ayappa prabhu how we can convince young people who are more addicted to sexual feelings i can hear from many people just just give harinam just we spread a harinam let them read the books that's the only way they can conquer these things you know that's the only way we can do <clears throat> vishnu teja does trading stocks come under gambling i think prabhupad said like that he said invest in uh, government bonds because they are more stable but anyway everything has a you know uh, has a volatileness to it and because government bonds are relatively less volatile therefore it is prabhupad said that's all right but in india at that time the government bonds issued a considerable result uh, interest but then nowadays it, they don't mean anything actually so for even more this thing they have some kind of a stable investment some i mean everything is a, even if you just start a business it's going to be a gamble um so we have to be you know where there is absolutely very low risk that is that is where um you know it is not gambling you know i mean <clears throat> your highly volatile speculative businesses yeah is gambling so stocks most of the stocks are you know like volatile here and there here and there and this kind of things is you know um, it also come, comes under gambling but you know something which is like stable like those days government bonds so i don't know exactly what are the instru- financial instruments that are there today that will bring considerable uh, interest with um, minimum i mean with very minimum risk so accordingly those things have to be evaluated <coughs> Virendra Prabhu asks, non-devotees are in the grip of Maya. Even a Krishna conscious sadhak sometimes fall prey to Maya. How to avoid Maya? Association of devotees. Association of devotees is how to avoid Maya. Uh, that is the only way. Of course, we can hear and chant alone. But then association of devotees is where we get even more and more inspired. And alone, you know, Maya, you know one stick is easy to break, but 100 sticks together is very hard to break. So when we are together, then, you know, then, so association of devotees, if you, i mean there can be many things that we can say but association of devotees in the association of devotees everything else is included reading chanting doing devotional service everything is included in the association of devotees so that is the main thing krishna smaranam prabhu some devotees i know are having dogs inside their houses what do you think it's not good actually dogs um, are muchi muchi they're dirty actually in fact if a dog sees a food you can't even offer it to krishna so even vedic culture they used to be dogs but they used to be outside they they don't come inside the house you know the, the master you know they will just uh, give some leftover prasadam whatever is there you know he will give it to the dog outside the house and the dog eats that so like that they used to uh, take care of the dogs but not really keep them in the house keep them in the bed these things are all you know dog worship you know we have to do god worship we are not dog worship and for that you know there's a pet and all this all you know unnecessary things so that's not good actually devotees should not have dogs it is muchi you you touch the dog you cannot even go and do any deity worship you know forget it so what is this dog keeping is very muchi ayappa prabhu is asking so prabhu when i was in iskon i had some devotee friends in nearby towns one of them said that i am homosexual and he is addicted to those things i can't answer him because i don't know anything to preach that time i was not a preacher so how we can say a solution to those people and make them out of those arthas ask them to chant chant and read first we're going to have more and more of these people you know these these homosexuals 
it is actually illicit sex sex within marriage for procreation is legit sex illicit sex but dharmavruddha bhuteshu kamosmi bharatarshabha but uh, homosexuality is illicit sex so it's it's actually breaking of principle so they can't be initiated as long as they're doing it and the only way they can you know is you know if they are <coughs> chanting only by you know by chanting krishna's name can they be purified vishwambar prabhu has ah yes this is what i'm saying looking for vishwambar prabhu has shared the quote the chanting is more powerful then hearing aghachit what is the what is the number i want number aghachit agha is it here Eleven five thirty eight. Okay, here. This is eleven five thirty eight to forty in the purport. In the Vaishnava Chintamani, there is the following statement: Aghachit smaranam Vishnor bahvaya se nasadhyate oshthas pandana matrena kirtanam tu tato varam. Although capable of destroying all sins, the remembrance of Lord Vishnu is achieved only with extraordinary effort. On the other hand, one may perform Krishna Kirtan simply by moving one's lips, and thus this process is superior. Chanting is superior to remembering. This is from Vaishnava Chintamani. See, important. That's why chanting is the best way. All right, going back to where we were. What were we, what were we saying? Okay, the question. Yeah, so we have already said. So ask him to chant, and that's the only way. Rabinarayan Tripathi Prabhu Ashtabakramuni and Rishi Durvasa both are Sadgunachari but they are not at they are not at Krishna so what we will call them yeah so Ashtabakramuni is more of an impersonalist um, and Durvasamuni he understood Vaishnavic principles after his episode with uh, Ambarish Maharaj uh, before that he was uh, a bit of a yogi kind of but then after he he met ambrish maharaj then he met lord vishnu and lord vishnu preached to him and that's when he understood the importance of vaishnavas so that is there <clears throat> he's an he's a partial incarnation of rudra then ayappa prabhu does goddess durga accept meat offering made by the devotees actually there is an explanation of this that the goddess durga herself of course there are stories also where she ate you know all these warriors you know in the tulsi story we have seen but in her natural feature she doesn't do it because she is uh, vaishnavi devi another name for her is vaishnavi devi she is also vaishnavi she is she only eats the remnants of lord shiva and lord shiva is a devotee vaishnav vaishnavanam yatha sambhu so she only eats mahaprasadam actually so her ghostly and hobgoblins you know all these these associates of her they are the ones who accept these things although one is offering those goat to kali it is not that the goddess herself accepts that is explained actually by prabhupad i don't know exactly which number so so that is there so all her associates the ghostly associates they are the ones who accept these things then we have what is this yeah krishna smaranam prabhu the disclosed amount of abused children in iskon is at least 1000 is it possible that some of the abuses were related to jengis khan <laughs> i don't know i know i don't know I don't know. 
well it, it's unfortunate that uh, these things happen you know that's why i mean that's the exact reason Prabhupada would have been furious that's why they, we have to have our own example of these things we have to preach virendra prabhu onion garlic is vegetarian but can't be offered to krishna so can we consume those and simultaneously also eat krishna prasad not having onion garlic in them <coughs> so if you are eating anything other than krishna prasadam it is sin <coughs> so how can we eat onion and garlic in fact in the manusmriti it is said in the fifth chapter 15th verse and i think 19th verse that if one eats onion and garlic immediately he falls down from his varnashram situation and becomes counted among one of the chandalas and yavanas so that bad it is it is you know it is as good as eating a pig and a cow uh, then next radhika vishnus <coughs> hmm so ajanya mataji quotes from scriptures about so actually vishnu teja was asking about that question from krishna smaranam prabhu from usa yeah so we do not know where they come from we can't speculate so whatever they were so unfortunately what happened but we just uh, that's history that's what they did so that's why they shouldn't have been in the guru position if they were ritviks and the government i mean the gbc was proper they would have been immediately punished but uh, you know these things went on <coughs> ajanya mataji so quotes from scriptures about chaturvarnya and duties of vedic women mislead whose those people and made so many people abused many men in the name of birth caste and women's lives were completely in darkness because of the same scripture what is the guarantee if we introduce the same scripture to people they will use the scripture quotes for justifying the demonic activities caste and gender discrimination by saying like that you are suffering due to your sins what is the guarantee that these scriptures won't used to attack the fallen souls like women and men who are taken in birth in lower caste see i know because i know a little bit about your background <clears throat> see you are always fighting for this women abuse by men you're always taking that the men are always abusing women no it's not the case not always many times women also abuse men don't 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 think that always it happens the other way around and anyway it's not that in the name of it was misused the scriptures are misused but we have to use it properly that's it we set the example uh, because society went into the hands you know brahmanas were the leaders of society and um, you know uh they had this caste system and all this unscrupulous birth right so if the real government if the real you know all the brahmanas are proper then if somebody says birth right brahman then that guy will be you know um, punished so that way these things can you know it's not because you know you don't think that by taking out the scripture you can save the woman you don't think that this your question was wrong because you, you should not think in this way this is actually offensive you said uh women's lives are completely in darkness because of the same scripture please so that we cannot say like this no it is mis- as if now women's life is very good is it just to, because the women have more uh education more freedom is it good is you do, do you think is good they even worse now 
even worse they think they are so called liberated now and this and that but it's worse hmm. women's liberation means women have to be liberated liberated means going back to krishna that is real women's liberation not this you know now we are equal with man we do actually they, they don't behave as equals with man anyway they dress not equal with men they wear all skimpy dresses which men don't wear so it is both parties you know the the if you have movies like you know all those intimate scenes and all that and the government just says uh, you know ha, let that is go on you know and then the youngsters they see these things what will come to their mind what will come to their mind uh, you can you can you can't say oh the dirty mind no no our minds are already dirty so we, by putting all this dirt more and more just like ajamil he was a brahmana but when he saw two shudra you know one uh, man and woman kissing and intimately you know having you know sexual relationship then he got attracted to that woman and then he 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 lost all his piety and he married that prostitute so just one woman and one man he saw kissing and then he fell down you know now everywhere these people especially i don't know in india but in in singapore and in the west they kiss publicly publicly and all intimately they are doing everything on on the escalators as they were going up they will you know hold each other and you know kiss and kiss each other all these things are happening publicly western even worse singapore still going on but west even worse america so is this is this uh, helping the women is this the way and the children who are born out of those kind of uh, you know loose women and you know untrained men they come out all these anti social elements all these rapists and all the why where do they come from when their parents did not do it properly you know just like diti and kashipa they had a son at the wrong time they conceived at the wrong time and you know what they had hiranyakashipu and hiranyaksha so there are so many signs mataji these things have to be understood in the proper way not that scriptures are the cause of the problems of the women scriptures are actually the cause of the real liberation of women from the cycle of material birth and death uh, but if we follow it's not that um, it's not that the, um, you know just like even the caste system it was abolished or the women sati right you know women were pushed into the fire these were abolished yeah of course this has to be abolished but it's not that the chastity of the woman to the husband should be abolished and also the husband also should be a proper devotee uh, so all these things have to be there you just can't blame the men because i know you are in that field and that's what you want to fight justice for and you want to be the lawyer and you want to be, save all the women from you know rape and all these things all you know you know we, we have to rise above this we have to rise above this to save all this yes it is wrong it is correct I, what you are saying is correct it is what they are doing is wrong yes but the way to solve this problem is by becoming krishna conscious don't ever think that these things are um you especially many women in the krishna consciousness movement itself have this problem especially in the beginning they can't accept these words that women have to be subservient to the men or women are subservient to the men actually proper said it's not they have they should be they are by nature that's why they wear all the skimpy dresses it's not that the women's uh, minds are completely pure and it's only the, only the man who is like you know aggressive to the world no the women also equally they also you know equally parading you know half naked on the streets uh, so what is that that's the that's the result of women's liberation because the scriptures were taken out this is the result so if the scriptures are in place and everything is proper for, i mean for um, followed properly then everything will be all right 
Um, yeah, there are many men and women who are all astray, going astray, but we should set the example, that's it. We can't blame the men, we can't blame the women. It is because the whole culture is gone. So we have to reintroduce the culture. We have to reintroduce by chanting, by purification, by you know, all these things, then they will revive. Like Prabhupada, he went to America, he did not say, hey, you are a bogus fellow, why are you naked? You know, what is this woman, you are, you know, you are unchaste, how can you be having a boyfriend, you know? What is it? He did not go and do this. What he did? You know, he first chanted, let them come first, you know, let them come. Whatever they are, hippies, um, you know, meat eaters, you know, and, uh, you know, womanizers, whatever they are, they just come and chant first. And slowly, slowly as they associated with Prabhupada, then they became purified. And then, you know, everything follows suit. <coughs> so, never hold, this is actually the fourth offense to blaspheme the Vedic scriptures or scriptures and persons of the Vedic version. Uh, it, it is not out of to make, make them as slaves that these rules are there. It is for their own protection. Because if they don't follow this, the women are just gone. They will be degraded. That's exactly what is happening. So, the so-called women's liberation movement is actually conditioning the woman even more. It's trapping the woman even more into this material world. Real women's liberation is when you follow the Vedic scriptures of being chaste and all these things. We have to follow those things. Don't ever try to say that, oh, this is all old-fashioned, this is all you know, not for this Kali Yuga when the men are not. No, 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 no. Everything is for all time. All scriptures are for all time. Okay? We have to understand that. So, we have to follow all these things. These things, otherwise everything will go in disorder. We have to learn how to follow all these things. Prabhupada, he went to America, you know. You at least are from India. He went to America and introduced the system. There's all this chastity and all these this things in America. These things are unheard of in their life. Unheard of. But he did this. That means what? We cannot compromise that. Oh, because Americans are not there. Never mind, never mind. You, you be unchaste. No, he did not say that. Still, we have to follow everything. Okay. Vinay Sutra, oh, Vimal Krishna Prabhu. You said Muni will have different opinion than other Muni. Do we see that also between our six Goswamis or Panchatattva? What are those differences? No, no, I never said that. Six Goswamis have no differences. Muni means jnanis, speculators, speculators, not devotees, devotees will always have the same opinion that Krishna is supreme and we are his servant. No, six Goswamis have no different opinions. <coughs> Panchatattva, they are the supreme lord themselves. No. There is no differences between them. If pure vegetarians, Vishnu Teja's question, if pure vegetarians who don't eat prasadam sinful, do they get reborn as plants? I don't know. I don't know. So, Vishnu Teja is asking, does stock, trading stocks come under gambling? Yeah, as I said, anything volatile, you know, too much volatile is, is gambling. So, whether it's trading, tra- um, trading stocks, trading stocks or whatever is volatile, if something is relatively more stable, that is, at that time it was government bonds, but I heard from somebody, some devotee that government bonds nowadays yield nothing. So, so, I am not very knowledgeable in this financial world. So, we, <laughs> so, I don't know which is stable and which is volatile. So, Playing cards without money is gambling. What do you think about playing traditional games like snake and ladder? Why we should waste our time? Why? We have this life, you know, which is already going to go. Every second passing. Why we should waste our time on unnecessary things? Better be Krishna conscious. Ayapa Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Uh, Prabhu Prabhupada used to say that we can offer Krishna Prasadam to Jesus. Who said? 
so can we offer lords prasadam to demigods no altar or worship don't introduce anything new whatever shri prabhupada gave us just let's do that okay in jagannath puri they offer to demigods we don't need to offer to jesus okay he is already eating prasadam wherever he is he is a devotee he is already eating prasadam we don't need to we don't need to unnecessarily bring him in no no point we 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 can eat prasadam as offered as shown to us offer to prabhupada and you know using the mantras prabhupada jayadin mahaprabhu and krishna mantra and offer and then and then take the prasadam that's it take the prasadam why we have to invent any new thing why then um, virendra prabhu i want to have prayaschit for my sins of eating onion garlic and others by joining temple full time will you accept me in the temple life so i can so that i can lead a vaishnava life yeah as i said we will always accept you know everybody we have all come from all different kind of backgrounds so one day we have to stop so as soon as we stop you know it's all right you can always i think you already are communicating with um, our pralab bhakta prabhu so you can go there once the lockdown is finished then you know you can uh, make arrangements with him that will be a very nice will be very much encouraged to see you you know join the temple full time and you know become nice devotee vishnu teja prabhu are there any other dangers in having sex life demonstrated by vedic literature other than kashyap muni and diti um, well we have pururava so many i mean it's full of dangers if you want dangers सदा समुद्विग्न धियाम असदग्रह सेक्स लाइफ इज जस्ट फुल ऑफ डेंजर्स नथिंग बट डेंजर्स ओनली श्री प्रहलाद उच तत्साधु मे सुरवर्य देना सदा समुद्विघ्न धी सदा समुद्विघ्न धियाम सद्रहात्मपात गृहमंधकूपम vanam gato yadharimashrayet prahlad maharaj replied oh best of the asuras oh king of the demons as far as i have learned from my spiritual master any person any person where we yeah who has accepted a temporary body and temporary household life is certainly embarrassed by anxiety because of having fallen in a dark well where there is no water but only suffering one should give up this position and go to the forest vana more clearly one has to go to vrindavan where only krishna consciousness is prevalent and should thus take shelter of the supreme personality of godhead Okay. Uh, another last verse before we wrap up. It's quite a long class today. I did not plan it to be so long. So here, here you see seven thirteen twenty six. Tatra pidampati dampati namcha sukhaya nya panuttaye karmani kurvatam drishtva nivrittosmini viparyayam. In this human form of life, a man and woman unite for the sensual pleasure of sex. But by actual experience, we have observed that none of them are happy. therefore seeing the contrary results i have stopped taking part in materialistic activities <laughs> so it's full of problems it's full of dangers even un- innumerable dangers just observe everybody around you how they are suffering because of sex life just observe you know it's it's full of dangers anyway those who want to marry and uh, have devotee family is fine you know it's it's not it's not against that's the only solace to have a devotee family and you know do devotional service but still it comes with a lot of baggage mm. we have to be we have to be knowing that harsh gupta how to overcome fear well yad bibheti swayam bhayam 
only one way apanna samsritim ghoram ghoram yannam avivasho grinan tata sadyo vimucheta yad bibheti svayam bhayam living beings who are entangled in the complicated meshes of birth and death can be freed immediately by even unconsciously chanting the holy name of krishna which is feared by fear personified only one way by chanting hari krishna we are fearful because bhayam dvitiya bhiniveshatasyat you know a child is not fearing because he's always you know my father will provide me food my father will protect me but when one grows up when the, one does not have such you know or uh, then he becomes you know fearful oh now i have to maintain myself now i have to so many things to take care of you know all this anxiety increases but when one is a child depending on the father no anxiety right so tha- similarly here it is said 11237 bhayam dvitiya bhiniveshatasya ishad apetas vipariya yo smritihim tanmayayato budha abhajetam bhaktyaikayesham gurudevatatma fear arises when a living entity i misidentifies himself as the material body because of absorption in the external illusory energy of the lord when the living entity thus turns away from the supreme lord he also forgets his own constitutional position as a servant of the lord this bewildering fearful condition is affected by the potency for illusion called maya therefore an intelligent person should engage unflinchingly in the unalloyed devotional service of the lord under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master whom he should accept as his worshipable deity and as his very life and soul that's how to overcome fear <clears throat> all right we will stop here thank you very much for your you know involved participation it brings me great pleasure to be with you and uh, we will see you tomorrow with verse 2 with the mantra 2 then we will see you and one thing i just this is a, a small request um please share this with your friends all these videos that you have seen you know please share it in all the platforms that you can it's not for fame or anything it's just because this message has to go to more people we have to preach and we are taking okay we are taking this time to speak these things but you can also just by clicks of, of a few buttons or a few taps on your screen you can share it to so many people and if you don't have anyone you can even like you hit a like button in the video or you know something like that even those things help the facebook machine you know the algorithms to push this out to even more people you know so the facebook and all the social media they work like this that oh if somebody is liking something so many times oh you know there's something here you know somebody people are interesting so people are interested in this okay maybe more people will be interested in this so it will it will push to more but there is not much engagement then it won't be pushed so engage you are engaging a lot in these videos and then um, but if you can also share and you know in your own way so, so that will be a very helpful so more more and more people can be connected with this all right with that i would like to take your leave jai shri prabhupad ki jai ishopanishad ki jai nitai gaur premanande hari hari bol hare krishna